Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Every episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. Today, we are joined by Jade. Hello, I am Jade. I am a level 4 paladin. I have specialized in... Oh, I guess you will have to find out. I have red skin. Two pointy horns on my head. I am using a character voice, everybody, so that you can tell the difference between <laughs> their faces. So that you can tell the difference between when I'm speaking out of character and in character. I have black eyes with no sclera, which is the white part in eyeballs. And I am joined by my friends. <laughs> speaking of which, Cloud. Hello. Welcome back. Um, I am Claudio. You can call me Cloud. You can call me... Well, those two for right now, unless something changes in the future. But I am a six foot and five inch tall tabaxi ranger um, at the level four, whatever that means, um, with green eyes and orange and brown fur. Um, yes, that's pretty much it. And finally, Sinclair. Hello there. I'm Sinclair, a fourth level warlock of Heros the Fairyman. I'm a half elf of average height with a slight build. My face is clean shaven. My left eye is hazel while my right is blue, and I wear my hair in an undercut that is black with cobalt highlights. My dear companions Malachi and Matty are always close at hand, a raven and imp respectively, and you will find my taste in apparel to be absolutely splendid. Today, I'm sporting a double-breasted burgundy jacket. You are all in the Fire-Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. It is a Tuesday morning, and the energy in the hall is a little more frenetic than usual. The first annual Druidic Dominoes Tournament is underway, as many of your fellow guildmates vie for the grand prize. What are all of you up to? Is this tournament open to everyone, or exclusively druids? It is exclusively... Uh, sorry, are you asking someone within the guild hall? Yes. Uh, the coordinator, uh, Esmeralda, tells you that, unfortunately, uh, it is only limited to druids, uh, and registration has ended. However... They are short one druid. If you happen to have any kind of druid class within you, you are more than welcome to join. Oh, I'm afraid not, but I will open a betting ring and taking all bets. Do you have a permit for your betting ring? Yes, oh, one moment. Let me just... Uh, Sinclair turns around and starts fumbling in their pockets and a very hastily scrolled. I'm not sure if the DM or Jade would like me to make a sleight of hand or deception check, but under close scrutiny, it's clearly forged. I am a town guard. I am not a public person. This looks close enough to me. What do you think town guards do? <laughs> <laughs> but where is physical gesture? I... <laughs> oh. Yes. Sorry, as my guildmate, you do not have to pay anything. I'm just so used to this. <laughs> Jade, and here I thought you were on the straight and narrow and never taking a bribe. I am rubbing off on you. <laughs> I will not comment on the normal behavior of the town guard. Cloud, what are you up to? Um, I, I'm just walking into the, the, the guild hall, seeing my two friends, and... Oh, hello, Sinclair and Jade. What's going on here? I see a lot of people around. Do you guys know what's going on? Well, it would appear that we're hosting a druidic domino tournament. They're being rather stingy about who they allow to play. But who do you think will win? And how much money are you willing to put on that guess? 
Okay, let me see. Let me see some of the entrance. I need to. Uh, I have an eye for this kind of thing. <laughs> Roll a perception check. All of us. Sure. Yes. Not to not to set the bar too high, but I've got a good old eight. Fourteen. That would be a sixteen. So Jade and Sinclair, uh, while the domino tournament is happening, well, actually, let me back up. Cloud, you see many familiar druids. It's a very crowded environment, so there's a lot of going back and forth, people getting drink orders. It is Tuesday morning, but people are hitting the bar early. And uh, you see Tanninger pass by, uh, handing mugs out to the entire group. Um, However, Jade and Sinclair, uh, because you passed the DC, you actually see uh, Nusalag, the guildmaster, walking over the job postings board. He's carrying a stepladder, climbing upon it to the corkboard, and placing a blue piece of paper on it. And you know that the blue piece of paper indicates time-sensitive. Nusalag rings a small, newly installed bell signaling the posting is, is, is of a time-sensitive nature. Would you guys like any drinks? I see uh, everyone's getting some. Um, I might get uh, something. Yes, I am quite hungry all of a sudden. Like a Pavlov's dog situation. What is it that I hunger for? I look around. Oh, a blue flyer. <laughs> okay, one blue flyer. And for you, Sinclair? Oh, I'll have uh, one vente orange mocha, soy milk, easy on the cream. <laughs> now, it, make sure that the cream goes in, and then I want three quarters of the coffee, and then the rest of the cream, and it better be foamy at the top. Sorry, I just... I'm on this new cleanse. And it's very specific about what kind of coffee I can enjoy. Can Claudio have an inspiration point if he can say that back? <laughs> he absolutely can, if he can say it back. <laughs> oh, I... Okay, let me see if I got it. Two blue fires. Got it. <laughs> you know what? That's good enough for an inspiration point. <laughs> it's now canon in FBK that a blue fire is that very specific order. <laughs> oh, loophole. Big brain. So I'll, I'll, I'll just go walk away and get the three blue fires. Jaden Sinclair, what are you going to do? Well, I would want to see what this uh, rather time-sensitive document is. It could be well-paying. But then I will you reimburse me, and I... I forget how much gold we earned last time, but I put that amount into the betting circle. It's permitted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Oh, well... See, I don't do gambling with friends. As much as I encourage gambling among friends, I will not take bets from friends, because that leads to so many ruined friendships. In character, it's really because the money goes to a certain someone, and I don't want them being uh, ripped off because I made some poor choices. Down, I will have to bet in the next betting circles that I encounter. <laughs> I will keep my coins. I guess let's wait for Claudio to get back. <laughs> so, DM, uh, what does this blue paper say? Oh, um, I wasn't sure if you were choosing to read it just yet. If you are doing so, I will tell you. Oh, I'm not sure how long it takes for blue fires to be made, so... Yeah, I guess you have some time to kill, so why not? Uh, because of the magical fire-breathing kittens tattoo you possess, the text of the note goes from cryptic to legible. The text of the note reads as follows. Urgent. Adventurers needed to investigate a new group intruding in a local neighborhood. 
Group is either kidnapping or brainwashing residents. Need help ASAP. Meet in the bar at the Fox Face Inn at noon. Reward, 400 gold pieces. I'll be making my way back with the drinks. Um, okay. One for you. One for you. One for... Oh, what's that you have there? Oh, well, it looks like we might have a job that would pay decent. Uh, it appears that people are going missing or getting brainwashed. And, according to this flyer, a group has been identified as responsible. And, uh, we're to meet at the Fox Face Inn, if we wish to take it. Oh, the Fox Face Inn. Do I know where that is? Um, there is a giant map located next to the job board, and it has many locations, uh, indicated. And you can see it quite easily, without having to roll any kind of perception or investigation check, that it is just a few blocks from the guild hall. Okay. Um, doesn't seem to be too far from here. Uh, what do you guys say? You guys want to watch the domino event? Maybe make a little bit of money or check out the, uh, the situation down the street. Do you think that we have time to do both? I'll be honest. Last time I had to make a, cho a choice like this, uh, my friend ended up in jail. So let's, let's make the better choice out of the two. <laughs> That's the domino tournament, correct? Uh, I No, I think brainwashing is a little more urgent than druidic dominoes. If you ask anyone in this room, they might beg to differ, but I think uh, brainwashing is scarier. I suppose it could all depend on what the payout is for your gambling circle, as it may exceed 400 gold pieces, so I will leave that up to the players. Although brainwashing is bad. <laughs> well, I haven't been approached about anyone wishing to place bets other than those here, so it doesn't seem to be the most profitable venture today. You know, if you would like, we can set up a gambling ring. What does the permit say? Is it limited in its duration? Ah, uh, you know, I would have to take this down to the city hall and have it double-checked. They were a little vague with the uh, coverage it entailed, whether it was limited to the guild hall, the specific neighborhood. For all I know... It's good from here to Jessup. Well, then there you go. One permit, one ring. We can set it up wherever we go. All right, well, let's take this uh, casino on the road, then. Also, I'd like to read you guys Jade's flaw. She obeys the letter of the law. <laughs> okay. Even if it causes misery or whatever, she does that law. She does that permit. <laughs> So, Claudio, we can we can do both. <laughs> Perfect. Let's uh, let's go uh, save those brains. All right. So you travel to the Fox Face Inn. The Fox Face Inn is a high class hotel on the cliffside overlooking the ocean near the port of Nicomoy. As you enter, you see an elegant lobby with plush furniture. From the entrance, you can see a modern check in desk on your left. Uh, staffed by a half-elf dressed in a red-orange uniform that is clearly custom-tailored. On your right, and taking up most of the area, is a bar area richly decorated in dark wood and pleasantly illuminated with ornate oil lamps. The bar has several tables, booths, and has a stage and a dance floor at the far end, both of which are currently empty. It is populated with a handful of travelers, and a human bartender is fastidiously tidying the bar. Now... Did the uh, blue pamphlet say where in the inn we were supposed to meet? I, I forget. 
Uh, it only says, uh, meet in the bar at the Foxface Inn at noon. What time is it? Uh, it was the morning during the tournament, so when we began this adventure, I would say it was approximately 10.30. Uh, you are very close to this place, so it did not take you very long, so I will let you determine how long you spent watching and gambling with the dominoes and at what time you arrive here. Well, I do like arriving early. I mean, we might as well put this tournament to use. So let's start, uh, you know, trying to make a little bit of extra cash. Uh, I can bring out the daggers, make a little performance if you want, or maybe just dominoes today. You can throw the daggers at an apple and we can bet whether or not you eat. I like that idea. Let's see if we have any other takers. Yeah, listen, apples that my wife packed me for lunch. You can have it. But Jade, what will you eat? The apple you are cutting it for me, maybe. This is peak efficiency. I like it. Gambling, <laughs> lunch, money. Wow. So just to clarify, is all of this discussion and activity happening in the lobby or where exactly are you? I th well, I think we could have we would have headed towards the bar okay. since, since we knew that was a meetup spot. Very good. Uh, the bartender eyes you and sees you withdraw your daggers and kind of looks at you a little strange and then uh, says to you, uh, excuse me, uh, what exactly do you think you're doing? Oh, I get this all the time. Sorry. No, this is, this is uh, for a performance. It's not, uh, nobody's going to get hurt. Um, see, what we're going to do, they bet me that I couldn't hit the apple that she has. Jade, can you show him the apple? Allah. Okay. I'm going to wait. They bet me that I... <laughs> <laughs> they bet me that I couldn't hit the apple with the dagger, but I, knowing my skills, know that I can, so we're placing a bet on it. You want in? 50 gold. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't quite have that much money, but, uh, and I wasn't informed there was any kind of, uh, performance, and we're, we're a bit early. We're, we're just opening the bar in just a minute. Um, I guess you could go if you have permission. Um, why don't you roll a persuasion check? Ah, yes, of course. Uh, Sinclair. Uh, show him the permit while I, you know. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Can that be the help action? Yeah, absolutely, yes. So that means advantage, right? Yes. Uh, persuasion, okay. All right, 13. And that will do. Uh, the bartender says, well, that sounds pretty interesting. Um, well, I'd love to see your performance. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of people here. A uh, couple of travelers. But, of course, you're more than welcome to... to Set up. I'll, I'll make you some drinks if you'd like. Um, are you interested in anything? Uh, yeah, do you know how to make a blue fire? Absolutely. What kind of place do you think this is? Coming right up. <laughs> Listen, I've been places where... Oh, thank you very much. I've been places where they don't even know what the color blue is. So. Well, let me just assure you that we're a high-class facility and we can uh, take care of you. I love to hear it. The bartender starts uh, making your drink. All right. Uh, what, what about the two of you? Uh, would you like a blue fire as well? You know, I've already had one today, but why not two? Why not live a little? And you, ma'am? Uh, I... I'll sink you, and then I'll just take it, because it's awkward. <laughs> then I'll just hold it, and I won't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that'll be five silver from each of you. Oh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> uh, d don't worry, Jade. I got this one, guys. Oh, I think you... Uh, to help you out, I will inform the other patrons of our permitted betting entertainment. I will go over to the other guests. Um, 
I guess, yeah, because if Claudio is setting up the daggers and looking fancy and I'll, I'll get their attention with Sinclair, you want to come with me and we can draw the crowd? We can hype him up. Before you do that, can you please roll a perception check? Whomever would like to do so. I'm, I'm too busy setting up the daggers to focus <laughs> on anything else. Like my performance. All right. Six. That would be a nine. <laughs> yeah, the bar is very comfortable and relaxes you, and you think that it's a great idea to advertise your uh, new business. Uh, you didn't roll that great with your perception, but it's obvious that there's a, a pair of people at a table closer to the window, and there seems to be an individual in the back that a little bit obscured. How many people are in this uh, non-obscured individual group? There are two people by the window, and then there's um, one bartender, and then the obscured person, and that's it. So, if I Vanna White with the apple, a paladin and a warlock walk into a bar, how many people can we convince to bet on this betting ring? <laughs> if I help action you, and you talk. <laughs> well, I suppose it depends on the pitch. Um... Because this is certainly no investment opportunity. It's just a bit of fun. Do they look like the kind of people who would uh, put some money on a silly little pastime in the early morning? The people seated at the table by the window are well-dressed and are either, you imagine, merchants or uh, travelers from a city but are fairly well-off. So they would probably be very receptive to any kind of uh, demonstration that you have. And the one in the corner? Uh, not as much. He seems to be, um, smoking a pipe, which, as you recall to a previous visit to the Foxface Inn, smoking is not allowed in the bar, and so it's a little bit strange that he is smoking a pipe. Ah, uh, this person bets. <laughs> oh, 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 okay, all right. I take my drink, and I hand it to him, and I say, compliments of the entertainment. Sinclair? That's my help action. I gave him my drink. Why, hello! You seem like the kind of individual who enjoys a fun time, perhaps even a little risk. How would you like to place some gold on the outcome of my dear friend Claudio's finesse with a knife as they try to skewer an apple from paces away with a dagger? Well, Sinclair, that sounds very interesting. I would love to see that if you could do it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, if I could do it. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> oh, I'm no, sorry. I'm... Uh, who would you propose would do it? Perhaps Jade or your friend Cloud? <laughs> oh, no. Sinclair, the player, is wondering just how many people's names he mentioned. Because he remembers yep, only mentioning. Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, he remembers. Uh, so alarm bells are going off in his head. Wait. Evil people love betting. This is our perfect... <laughs> Seriously. Like, did we want a good person? Do we want goody two-shoes? No. We wanted Mr. Koala. We wanted the person who... You know? <laughs> Sorry. Call back. Okay. I like this. This guy bets. <laughs> I am more than willing to hear your offer. Unfortunately, I do have pressing matters I would like to discuss with you. If you can make it quick, I would more than willing to... Um, how you say? Bet on your... Uh, Little entertainment, but uh, once you are finished, may we please discuss the the topic which I've invited you to discuss. And he has gold. He has at least 400 gold. 
<laughs> okay. Listeners can't hear it, but Sinclair's laughing. I, I, happiness. Keep going. You got this, Sinclair. Uh, Sinclair is very, very alarmed because <laughs> in their experience, people that know more information than they have been told are very dangerous. But at the same time, they're also appearing to be the ones that put out the job notice. But how would they know that we were the ones to approach? He's a little taken aback. Um, his groove has been thrown off. He takes a few steps back and... Uh, are you the one that contacted, uh, Nusalag about the job posting? Uh, yes, I'm sorry. I, I did contact him. Um, I did not mean to alarm you. I, I do know of you, but, uh, please, I do not mean to, I, I do not mean any ill will to you. I merely happen to know much of your organization. It is my job to know such things, and if you could speak with me, I have a very urgent matter to discuss with you, and I will be very straight with you. I will not conceal any of my motives, for this is very important. But of course, if you like to uh, gamble, that is one of my vices, so I am more than happy to entertain you. Uh, very well. What, what kind of bet would you like to place? Hmm... That is one throw. You can either bet that it will eat the apple and split it in two, or that it will eat the apple and stay embedded. Which do you bet? If you are right, you get... Uh, guys, do we have 50 gold? <laughs> yeah. Okay, if you are right, you will get 50 gold. If you are wrong, you will give up 50 gold to us. That is very interesting. And uh, the two options you give do not include uh, you missing the apple completely. And if I'm wrong, I will miss <laughs> the 50 gold that I must give to you. I'm afraid I, have, uh, I was not born yesterday. So if he does miss, will I be guaranteed to have the 50 gold then? Ah, uh, no. Claudio does not miss. <laughs> I have your assurance as a hero? Yes. <laughs> I'll shake your hand. I hold up my hand. Very good. He shakes it back. I'm willing to take the bet. I bet on my friends. Claudio, don't let me down. <laughs> also, I don't have 50 gold. Don't let yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> Claudio, whichever one he bets, don't do that one. That's the thing. Claudio's over there. He can't hear. <laughs> Headphones off for Claudio's player. We'll wave you back in. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. What's your bet? All right. <laughs> this tabaxi looks very capable. I propose he is very capable with the dagger, and I say he splits the apple in half. What's his median damage? Like, uh, here, let me pull up his character sheet right now. Yeah, I've got it right here. Hold on just a second. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe see. max damage would be 8 with the d4, and I, I assume his dexterity is 18 at this point. Yeah, he's got one D4 piercing and adds dex mod to damage. We'll say if it's over five, he splits it. If it's under five, it embeds. Does that sound fair? Uh, well, so his average damage dealt is seven because, um, so we should just bet on his D4. A one and two. Yeah. It stays in and on the D4 of three and four. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. I'm moving him back in. So I throw? He can do a basic attack. 
could I make a sleight of hand check to try and, like, trace in his back, spelling, don't split it? <laughs> you may make a, a sleight of hand check. Like you pat him on the back when you walk by? Uh, oh, no, I, I'm use I, I have a new cantrip, uh, Mage Hand. <gasps> Does that have any verbal or somatic components to cast? Uh, it has both. Hence the sleight of hand check. I see. Okay. All right. What was the roll? That sleight of hand check comes out to 19. Ooh, you are very sneaky. Uh, even though this is clearly um, a very astute person, uh, you manage to get it past him and he does not notice you doing this. So what did you spell on my back? <laughs> don't don't split it okay okay here we go we read we're ready okay three two one it's an attack roll right correct okay uh the attack is 16 okay and what is the damage damage is two plus six oh sorry two plus two plus the dex mod yeah six the large cloaked figure puffs his pipe in delight and grins at all of you. And gives us 50 gold? Yes, he does. <laughs> now that we have uh, formally introduced ourselves, may we get down to business? <laughs> I pay Sinclair back for the drink. And I'll pick up the, uh, the apple and just have it. Here you go. Yeah, I, I eat that. Take the dagger out. <laughs> I will take this, and uh, you both can take 25 each. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sinclair is just kind of playing with the, a coin on his fingers, appreciating it. Yes, we can absolutely get to business now. Uh, wonderful. Uh, please have a seat. Join me in the booth. <laughs> As you sit down, uh, the man sitting in the booth is an imposing human, dressed in black studded leather armor and wearing a deep red cloak. He is lean yet very muscular, Contrasting his dark clothing and tanned features are a pair of piercing blue eyes. Fire-breathing kittens, um, the reason I call you here today is I am a member of an organization called the Brotherhood of War. We are very dangerous. We operate in the shadows and we avoid direct contact with authorities. It is very unusual for someone like myself to contact a group like yours, but this is... A very desperate situation. There is a group that has moved into a neighborhood we call the Enclave. Uh, this Enclave is where our family lives. Uh, members of the family of the Brotherhood of War live in this neighborhood and it is off limits to any other organization. We keep it very clean, we keep it very safe for our families. And um, if there is any illicit business, it is it is done away with, we'll say. But there is a new group, and they're causing very big trouble. Uh, many family members have dropped all their regular responsibility to join this group, and unfortunately, my son is one of them. Now, normally, this would be something we take care, take care of in our own way, with very direct force, very clear message to whoever is involved, but... There is a pact we take that we swear an oath to kill all traitors to our organization. 
and everyone who turns against the Brotherhood seals their fate. My son is now in this zone and is in danger, and I do not, I do not want to see him armed. It is my duty to fulfill this oath. However, if, if you as a group can disrupt or dismantle this group, you may offer my son a chance. My son and everyone else involved in this group. Please. Um, well, I take it they don't... Well, the Brotherhood doesn't know that you're reaching out to us, do they? They do not. I am very high up and I report only to the head of the group. I am given a lot of latitude to do my own investigation or perform any act I feel necessary. Because of my devotion to the group, I'm given, um, I'm given this chance to have a little time before we, we must act. And as we act, it will be, a, it will be terrible. Now, I do have a quick question. Obviously, you're tasking us to take down the Enclave, as it were, so that those who have left the Brotherhood would then no longer be members of the group that you are to destroy. If we were to rescue or persuade those who have left the Brotherhood to return, would your organization then spare them? Or, for lack of a better term, I'm, I'm not sure what the phrase would be in the Brotherhood, but a slap on the wrist, a house arrest, parole, something that's a less severe punishment than, you know, rigor mortis. It sounds kind of like it is not yet known that they have betrayed the group at all. Jed is correct. Um, we have a very short window, and then all of, all of the traitors will be identified and slaughtered. Uh, we do not know who the organization is specifically. It could be uh, the Safiosi, or maybe some kind of cult, because their devotion is incredible. Uh, my son, he kept shouting, um, this is the only way for my dreams to come true. And he left, and that is the last I saw of him. Um, I know, I know you of the, the fire-breathing kittens of the last Nikomoi fighting tournament. You were very decisive in your victory, and then you, you saved the world practically with Mephistopheles. <laughs> I trust your organization can do the things that are heroic, that are necessary for this. And, oh, uh, sorry, Sinclair, I do not mean to correct. Uh, the Enclave is the neighborhood itself. That is where my family and the family of the Brotherhood lives. This new group I do not know the name of, um, but I do have the address of what seems to be their headquarters in our neighborhood. It is uh, 2515 Ruby Maple Way. I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have to prepare you. Again, this is this is everything for me. I'm sacrificing even my own position to talk to you. If we fail, or in general? If you fail, my son dies. And uh, I honestly do not know how I will take it, because I may have to be the one that, that ends his life. Maybe your son should have obeyed the rules? Uh, bien sûr, you are right, Jade. But something very insidious, more insidious than I have ever seen has taken root in his heart. Does this have to do with the brainwashing? Is that why that was mentioned in the post? It is the only explanation for me. 
Many of the people that have uh, gone to this organization are deeply devoted to the Brotherhood and would never consider joining any other group. Papetri is unforgivable. If somebody used my body to break the law, I would be so angry. You and I have different relationships with the law, but I understand what you mean as a code serves as a law for our group. Yep. This is pretty straightforward for Jade after all, because if it was down to, like, hide the wrongdoing before him going against the code is identified, I think Jade would be like, it sucks to be you. <laughs> but if it's, like, pretty sure he's brainwashed and he's being controlled into breaking the law, that is deeply offensive to her. <laughs> so now it's very simple. Yeah, she's on board. So Sinclair has had very limited interactions with the first group that comes to mind. But they can't help but wonder if the Sea Scouts might be responsible for poaching these people to trying to expand their operations, turning them into automaton slaves to the Sea Scouts' will for cookie distribution. It is funny you say that. Uh, you may not be too far off. There is some very suspicious activity <laughs> surrounding such... A, I, I cannot explain... And if I expose myself too much, uh, I risk having to advance the timeline of my son's demise. So I cannot investigate with my regular sources as much, so I will count on you. When you are done, um, return to this inn and we will talk. You will have your reward. How do people normally join this mysterious group? It is unclear. You see, we have schools in our neighborhood that are very safe. The teachers there are very caring and very capable teachers. The jobs, the, the flower shops, the coffee shops, all the people in the neighborhood are very compassionate, very caring, and uh, something has changed. I do not know the source. But one thing that is very different is the house at the address which I give to you. Start there. If you decide against taking my offer, I understand. I am not in good standing with most heroes or the authorities. But please, because you are heroes, please investigate at least. You do not have to follow what I say. But there is something very wrong. And um, I know you will do the right thing. I have one question before we break away. Um... Do you know of any other people who have switched over and what their relationships are to any higher-ups within the Brotherhood? Yes, many other people in the group. It is countless students at the school, uh, many employees at re regular shops. The shops do not open. The people are gone. They have gone to this organization and they are seen wearing a purple uniform and, uh, around the streets, sometimes mostly at the house. Um, I do not want to get too close because if I'm found interacting with them and I do not kill them as my oath requires, there will be problems. As far as I can tell, the, it only seems to be affecting our neighborhood at the moment. Um, we have contacts in many other cities, uh, Gishop, Gardilou, uh, they do not have the same problem we have. This is, it seems that our neighborhood is where it starts. 
Now, maybe it is starting in other places as well. We just have not heard the message, but this is all I know. Allow us to confer just for a moment, please. Absolutely. Um, I have uh, told the bartender to expect you and feel free to have any drink you want prior to the, uh, committing or not. Wait, wait. That, why did we pay for the first set of drinks? <laughs> oh, uh, he, he, met, uh, he may not have known that you were with me. It seems that you are a traveling band of uh, hucksters. <laughs> I understand. We have only ourselves to blame. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Maybe we can get a refund, but after we uh, talk. All right. Um, I, obviously, speed is of the essence, but I don't recall him mentioning an exact timetable. Can Can we move over to like another booth and talk? Air, air quotes. <laughs> talk like let's say we grab a beer at the bar we move over to another booth and we make a plan yeah yeah and then i can stop using this character voice all right <laughs> uh, all right so beer in hand what do you guys think this is the real jade no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> no but like what's our plan i guess what would your characters want to do like what do you want to do well i mean we need to investigate the house at the very least see what is going on there sinclair Sinclair would really be feeling for the sun in this situation because he knows what it's like to make a hasty decision and have terrible ramifications. So he would want to help. All right, three out of three, we investigate. Uh, thoughts on how? Well, I have this handy spell I uh, learned a little while ago called invisibility. Okay, I'm writing this down. This is brainstorming invisibility. All right, I'm going to send this in the chat. Just listing our options. We could try to join it, but it sounds like that would take too long because we'd have to be students or shopkeepers. Mm-hmm. I'm also concerned about losing control of myself if I do. Oh, they, like, mind wash us. So, cons, takes a long time, and might brainwash us. Okay. That that sucks, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we play the... Your neighbor has bed bugs. We're here to inspect your home route. Oh, the old exterminator charade. Yeah. Yes, and we have to pick at each one with, you know, dagger. No, I just want to put daggers into everything. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a bad idea. Or, well, yeah. Checking inventory of the shops. Something like that, yes. Ah, so disguises is what I'm hearing. You have to put on your best guard. Oh, no, the guard stuff doesn't work. <laughs> I do have a guard uniform. Yeah, but the Enclave, I'm pretty sure, is, is like, protected by the Brotherhood. Yeah, so, oh, gosh, a guard uniform. People will be just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. so guard idea scratch. Okay. But we can ask a, our friend who we don't know the name, or at least I don't know the name of, uh, to see if he has any, like, high-ranking uh, garments he can lend us to kind of investigate and audit. Yes, we could use Brotherhood robes. I'm sending... You guys, check the chat. Look at all the brainstorming. There's no such thing as a bad idea. Um, but we'd have to know how to be Brotherhood. Right. We also could just find a small group of uh, this organization. We know what their uniform is. <laughs> and uh, tail them. Yeah. And once we have the information we need, do a wardrobe change, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A wardrobe change into their clothes? Precisely. <laughs> if all else fails, 
we pretend to be their long-lost family that we've just reconnected, just in, in case anything fails. <laughs> I'm writing that down too. Pretend to be long-lost family. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. So far, our list of ideas is invisibility. Try to join as students or shopkeepers. Cons, takes a long time, might brainwash us. Exterminator, inventory audit, guard idea, brotherhood robes idea, tail purple cloaks and steal their cloaks, and pretend to be long-lost family. Do we have any other ideas? Uh, no, I think that's good. We could also just kidnap his son. Like, wait till that guy goes outside? I'm going to write this down. Kidnap son, smack overhead. Like, three people, one person, just take him, and then they can do the raid, right? I think we should do that first, regardless of what we do. Yeah? He said he didn't want his son to be armed, so I figured it meant harmed. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to go with Jade on this one. A concussion is a lot better than, you know, being retired from the mortal coil. <laughs> retired? No, I'm... Re I'm Jade is retired. Don't say that. <laughs> no, no, you're you're retired from being a god. You're not retired from the mortal coil. You're still very much on the payroll of the mortal coil. Okay, good. And good. I think you will be for years and years to come, Jade. Thank you. Yes, I'm only fifty-two. You don't look a day over fifty-one. Thank you. Wait. Um. <laughs> okay, so kidnapping the son is a good like if he leaves the house. Like we just like watch outside the house. For him to step outside, follow him somewhere until it's just him and a small group of people, knock him unconscious, tie him up. We're going to need rope. And a wagon. Does anybody have boats in Sending Stone number? He could probably help us with that. Uh, I think he's out of town. <laughs> Don, we should probably figure out what the timetable is that this needs to be accomplished in. And if we want to go on the uh, sun kidnapping angle we probably should get a portrait or something. So we aren't just grabbing every purple robe that we see and like, are you related to a mysterious figure in a red cloak and black leather armor? And God forbid if several people are, because it sounds like they might be, we could have a real conundrum on our hand of who's the son. Well, I mean, we'd still be like interrogating them and getting information at the very least. <laughs> Worst case scenario, it's okay. Okay, so I yeah. wrote down... Kidnap son, may want rope and wagon, may want portrait, and to know when Brotherhood plans to raid when our deadline is. Okay. All right. Any other ideas? That I'm going to have a third blue fire, because Sinclair is getting a caffeine addiction settled today, apparently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Can you ask uh, the guy about portrait of son and when they plan to raid this house so that we know when our deadline is all right i'll wait for my drink to be finished and then i'll approach <laughs> hand slightly trembling from the you know 40 ounces of coffee they've already consumed hello um quick question what what sort of timetable are we looking at for the impending raid not that we wish to drag our feet but we probably don't want to be anywhere close by should we take longer than anticipated and the raid commences if you folks are as lethal as you say also because obviously we want to rescue everyone but at the very least we want to make sure your son's all right do you have a portrait or something so we can recognize him and get him out i appreciate your question 
uh, you are very strategic. I can tell I, I've chosen well. Uh, as far as the timeline for the raid, please do not communicate this to anyone because this is very secret. But I have until midnight Wednesday night. So you have approximately 36 hours or so. As far as a portrait, um, that is not something I carry no identification or pictures or anything, but look at my eyes. And they're very just piercing light blue eyes. He's the only one with eyes like me. Don't get lost in Denzel Claire. I'm sorry, they're just so gorgeous and amazing. <laughs> I think I love you. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I have this uh I have this effect on uh men, women alike. It is a curse. So I have to live in the shadows and uh I'm I'm sorry. This this cannot happen now. Perhaps uh after who knows? After this is all said and done, we can talk. Another time. Another place. I do not know if I'm stressing the urgency of this uh, job, although you are very attractive yourself. <laughs> right, right. We, ha we have to... Your son, right. Um, sorry about that. I was getting lost in those deep blue pools. Right, focus, Sinclair. Uh, guys... Yes, what did he say? Beautiful blue piercing yeah, eyes. Uh, if, if once we see eyes like his, that is his son. Apparently it's a very distinct family feature that he passed on that is not shared among anyone else in the Enclave. Um, as for the timetable, we have until midnight Wednesday. So about uh, 36 hours, which, you know, we probably should get going. Uh, that's that's not the most time, especially if we don't have much information going in. Okay. Which of these strategies would you like to do? Some of them make the other ones impossible. Pardon me. You in the other booth over there. And he, he calls one of you over. Uh, if you like, um, there is a taxi stand very close to this very fancy inn. I have already arranged for a cab to take you to the neighborhood if you choose. Uh, of course... Your strategy may be very different. You may choose to do however you like, um, but it is it is there for you, paid for if you like. You may return to your booth. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind a free ride. I mean, that sounds pretty good. I don't even know where this neighborhood is, so yes. <laughs> we, very can, handy. we can continue. I'm sure, I'm sure whoever he got as the driver, someone in who doesn't hear, does see though, because they need to see the road, but they don't hear. You know, so we can continue planning while in the taxi to kind of speed things along. We've been a little efficient earlier. We lost a little bit of efficiency getting lost in blue eyes. So, you know, you might have to put a little pep in our step. <laughs> okay. Jade heads to the carriage with you. Yeah. So all of you are exiting the, the Fox Face Inn? Yes. Okay. As you exit the Fox Face Inn, uh, there is a large group of sea scouts passing in front of you. Uh, one of them, a tabaxi, uh, stares at you and says, Hey, aren't you the fire-breathing kittens? I'm a huge fan. Were they wearing purple? Uh, no, the traditional Sea Scout uniform is a sea green, and so not purple. All right, they're on the down low. They're incognito at the moment. <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask you a question? 
Yes, what is the question? Uh, yeah, hi. Um, so I saw you, Mr. Tabaxi, I saw your tattoo on your shoulder, and so I need your help. Uh, number one, I love the fire-breathing kittens, and one day I hope to join the guild. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, my name's Calypso, Calypso Ginger Root. Very nice to meet you. Um, I don't know if you've, you see my sash with all my merit badges, and, and she shows you this just well-populated sash of merit badges. She, I don't know if there is a record for how many you can get, but she is close if she's not the leader. Um, but I'm having trouble with history, and she points at this very distinct gap in the number of merit badges she has. There's a missing badge. It's like, so I know you guys do a lot of stuff and you run into people that are very interesting. So if you can acquire, I don't know, something really old, I can make a report around it. I mean, I'm pretty good on my feet. And then she points to an impromptu speech merit badge to kind of show you that, yeah, I can, I can handle it. Well, um, that sounds great. I mean, I'm sure these, uh, these, these paws can uh, get something old for you. How about that? Huh? That would be wonderful. Uh, hold on. And she digs in her pocket. Here, um, here's five coppers. Uh, so go ahead and take this as like a down payment. And then uh, if you could just drop it off at the, um, I'm in Troop 23 at the Nicomoy, uh Sea Scout League. So if you could uh, just drop it off there, that'd be fine. Just ask for Calypso. Drop it off. That'd be fantastic. Okay. That sounds perfect, Calypso. Thank you very much. Uh, any other questions? Maybe an autograph? I don't know. Well, um, let's see if you get the, the old thing. I have to, you know, feel the waters out. I, I, I love your organization. I don't really recognize you three, but I do recognize the tattoo. And if you guys are able to get, you know, something, that'd be really great. Um, yeah, autographs would be great, but I... Oh, hold on. And then there's the den, the den leader notices that Calypso has trailed behind to talk to you. And is frantically waving her over like, come on, let's go. It's like, oh, I, I gotta go. Just, um, if you could drop it off, I can give you more than five coppers. But I think from a w risk actuary standpoint, that's probably the appropriate amount to give you right now. She points at a merit badge for risk actuary to show her how good she is at <laughs> judging that. And then she continues. Easiest five copper I've made in my life. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you find something old like a rock or a... I don't know. Uh, just let's take it to Troop uh, 53 and uh, find uh, Calypso. Yeah, Calypso. And I give her a ticket for free entry to the Nicomoy Museum of Natural History. They were just throwing these out last time. Whoa, thanks. You're welcome. In case we die, there are old things in this museum. Will they let me? And, and she's as she, she's... She's being pulled away from you, but she's trying to shout from a distance. Will they let me take any of them home? Let is a strong term, but if you are very, very sneaky and then return it when you're done, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm afraid, and, she, and she's getting pulled farther, but she's shouting, I'm afraid I can't do that. I have a abiding by the law merit badge and I can't <laughs> risk it. You are a good child. <laughs> Have you earned your breaking the law merit certificate yet? <laughs> that's that's a different organization. And then she rounds a corner and then she, she's gone. That's that's good. Uh, before you is a a black carriage ready to take you wherever you'd like. Perfect for kidnapping. <laughs> 
or to a trip to the museum. I think it'd be my third one. Uh. <laughs> or, and hear me out, we get more of these blue fires. I don't have a problem. I can stop anytime I want. Uh, <laughs> and then we then we get some delicious uh, tabaxi takeout. I'm sure you know some good recipes or some good restaurants. <laughs> or tiefling takeout. And, and we, we just sit across the street from the building and then and then we just stare at it and see what we can observe it you know almost like a cookout but we're in a carriage oh, you know I think and, and, and we, maybe I we think can get some blue. steaks maybe we can get some steaks and it'll be a steak and outside a steak out <laughs> oh sinclair i think we need to put you off the uh, blue fires for the rest of the day maybe no. i just show up later no 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 i've never felt more alert i'm ready for this <laughs> Maybe we can find something to eat at the neighborhood we're supposed to be investigating. I think yes. uh, that's another idea. We can go in as restaurant critics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it down. <laughs> Again, kills two birds with one stone. Yeah. So, I, oh, I guess I'll tell the the maybe not to head straight to the to the building, but to that neighborhood in the area close to twenty five fifteen Ruby Maple Way. You you don't just want to pull up outside the evil building? <laughs> I personally wouldn't want to in a giant taxi. Your Uber is here, sir. Available for carrying away unconscious son still. Stay with us all day, taxi. Please, stay with us all day. I'm sure you have been paid very well by that man with the gorgeous blue eyes, yes? Uh, yeah, he was pretty uh pretty delightful. Look, I'm just here to do a job. Uh, where do you want to go? Or did you already communicate that? Sorry, I'm, I may have missed that. No, I think we were about to communicate heading to the neighborhood where the the building that he gave us the address was, but not, you know, right to the building. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to a restaurant near it. Whoa, 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 whoa. That ain't gonna work. Uh, look, I just got a message from the cab union this morning saying that that place is off limits. I can technically get you to within a mile of the neighborhood... You know, because I got paid so well in advance, but that is as far as I'm going. I'm sorry. Well, hold on. I think, I think, I think uh, Sinclair might have some mail for you, uh, telling you that uh, the union has overrided the uh, that latest decision, and just for this one time and one time only, uh, you're able to drop off specifically a person by the name of Sinclair, person by the name of Jade. The person by the name of Cloud in this location. Oh, yeah? You got some paperwork to back that up, pal? <laughs> yes, uh, Sinclair. Yeah. Uh, he's got it. One moment. It's somewhere in so many pockets. And, and uh, Jade, stamp it, stamp it, stamp it, Jade. Stamp it. Uh, Jade, you're a god. Stamp it. Stamp it. What? What? A guarded seal of approval. Yes, I need that. Uh, apple smush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have anything else to write with. <laughs> Sinclair, using the apple guts, tries to make a crude city crest out of the poor apple guts. <laughs> yes, here we go. So sorry. It, it got a little ruffled in my breast pocket, it seems. But yes, one sealed document stating that this taxi cab specifically is allowed to enter the Enclave neighborhood 
for the next thirty-six hours. I would, I would either you can roll a deception, or maybe a performance check. Well, I'm better at deception, so let's go with that. I will say you will have to beat his insight. Go ahead. That comes out to a sixteen. Which means that I carved very carefully the guild of the town guard into the apple and used it as a stamp in the ink, is what that means. Oh. So my my role was also a 16. So how does that work? Does that mean you guys win or do I win? I believe ties in this situation would probably go to the DM. Okay. Or if you want to be really cool and get a lot of brownie <laughs> points from Sinclair... <laughs> There'll be plenty of time for brownie points later. I'm positive. And he's like, look, this looks almost official, but I'll have to just, I'll tell you what, I'll drop you off about a mile out and uh, I'll stick around because you look like you need some help. Does that sound good? How long you need me to stay out there? I got paid pretty well. 36 hours and I don't appreciate you saying I have a problem. I could stop drinking this anytime I want. Buzz off. <laughs> Don't actually buzz off. We need you, but step off. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to help you, pal. What are you? Uh, all right. Can you believe this guy, Claudio? <laughs> all right. So, um, is there anything else you want to say, or are you just going to accept that he's going to take you close to the neighborhood? Yeah, I, I think we've pushed our luck. Yeah, I, I can accept close. Okay. You know, ha having a cab driver on standby a block away would have been nice, but it is what it is. Uh, sometimes the dice just don't roll the way you want. They giveth and they taketh. Correct. All right, so um, you you start heading northeast. It's kind of along the coast. Um, the neighborhood seems to be situated between like this forest and and the ocean. It's it's very you can tell from a distance because you can see it in the distance. Um, he drops you off about a mile down uh, from the entrance. There's one entrance that and. He communicates this to you. Sorry, I wasn't very clear. Hey, yeah, well, the place we're going only has one in, one out. So, you know, you can try to sneak in if you want. I know you guys uh, seem like you have to know good or whatever. But this place is dangerous, so just be real careful, all right? I'll be waiting a mile out. Uh, if I don't hear from you, you know, I got other fares I got to take care of. So, you know, good luck. Mm. Okay, so we need a different cut. To move the son's unconscious body. I'm sure we can find uh, someone or something that could act as a transportation service inside. Come to think of it, we probably should find lodgings once we get inside as well. What? Oh, we should have gotten Unless that. we can get this done in like 12 hours. When other people sleep is the best time to kidnap them. If it gets to be nighttime, we will go the invisibility route. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... What are we doing? We are... I have this list of options. <laughs> Restaurant critics? <laughs> well, where, where are... I can, I can give you a little bit more information, if you'd like, just to help you plan. They're downhill. You just crested a hill, so you're about a mile outside the neighborhood. You can see the entrance of the neighborhood. It does have somewhat of a protective wall around it. Uh, prior to it, there is... A clearing, but then a forest on the left, and then um, ocean on the right. Okay. Um, clear on the left and ocean on the right, you said, right? Yeah. It, it, it goes, like I'd say, probably 
like for the forest, it's not right next to the neighborhood because they they know just an insight to how they're thinking. They've chopped all the trees down close to the neighborhood so nobody can sneak up on them. But if you were to go further west, you would eventually run into pre-existing forest, but not close to the neighborhood. So it's like cleared land. And as you look down the final curve of the road that enters, you see you see a group of three children loitering like right at the entrance with no clear immediate purpose and they all seem to be wearing purple. Well, Sinclair would definitely be interested in listening into whatever they may have to say. So do we want to approach them kind of in disguise or or uh, just I don't know. How do we how do we go about this? Well, something we forgot to ask is how open this neighborhood is to visitors. I have a potential solution. They are missing shopkeepers and basic retail staff. We would be expected to know basically nothing and we would have admittance. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Oh, oh no, we did not ask the guy for the secret handshake to prove that we are brotherhood. <laughs> I go back to the bar and I ask the guy for the secret handshake. <laughs> Quickly, person with better French accents than me. <laughs> Teach me the secret brotherhood of... This is so hard to speak like this. Brotherhood of woe and shake. And his business card. <laughs> oh, it's so good you came when you did. Uh, I was just about to leave, so it is perfect your, your, your timing. Uh, I see you came to the neighborhood. Uh, if you would like to identify yourself as brotherhood, you... Um, there is a patch, and he, he reveals, he kind of reveals part of his cloak, and he shows like a small patch that says B-O-W. And then he teaches you a semi-complicated handshake, but not overly indulgent. Look for the, the pin, and look for the handshake. Uh, I did not know if the cabbie tell you, but there are a cloak like mine in the cab, along with the pin. So you may use them if you like, but hey... Return them when you are done. This is uh, very dangerous to have this kind of uniform out there. How do they know that they are high-level people? It is according to your name. So if your name starts with an uh, early letter like ABC, you are higher up. Uh, the way the organization is structured, uh, the top person, his name, which is not his real name, starts with an A. Uh, there are three people under him, start with a B. Under each B is three C's. So if you have a name with like a an, an H or uh, an L, they tell you where you are in the organization. I think you're very much. Okay, okay, I'm back. The carriage is back. I'm back. Got the three uniforms, got the patch. Okay, we are ready. I convey all the information to you. I give you the patches. You can do what you want. There you go, party. Enabled. Oh, this is very stylish. Ooh. Is he insisting that they be returned? Do you think he'd like this if I <laughs> showed up? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a voice echo in your head, Jade. Remember to return this when you're done. This, I cannot okay. have this out. This uniform is very dangerous. I conveyed all information, <laughs> and I don't enforce that law. <laughs> Because it wasn't written all right, down. All right, all right. I'll, yeah. I'll return it in the old cloak and nothing underneath manner. Oh, my. Well, he's let's got a not son. worry about the future. Yeah, 
<laughs> Sinclair on coffee has no filter. I love it. Uh, I wish you well. You know, I would not be married for 25 years if I did not go for it. Go for it. <laughs> they can decline. <laughs> they absolutely it's the worst can. that can happen. <laughs> Several things. <laughs> So many things. <laughs> okay. okay. Before we commit to anything, um, Sinclair, do you think you can have Malachi do a little bit of a uh, scouting for us? Kind of like last time? Oh, yeah, well, you know, funny you should mention that. Malachi has a little bit of a, a radius limit, so to speak. You recall in the museum, I, I, I told you that when we went to that other room, I could tell him what we wanted, but I couldn't, uh... You know, this seems as good as a time as any to meet Maddie. Maddie, could you just present yourself? Oh, finally, boss. I thought you'd never show... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you guys see a little, like, two-foot-tall you know, red impish creature. He's an imp. Uh, <laughs> if you are familiar with the show Soul Eater, he looks like the little demon. Ooh. Yeah, oh, he's got a okay, nice okay. suit, you know, Kind of a round head, perpetual, definitely mischievous smile, but it's kind of contagious. Hey, how you suckers doing? Madam Mio. Okay, okay, okay. I can kind of go invisible on demand. That is an excellent name, Madam Mio, because you are middle-linked, so you can be my boss. I will be Zelda. I know nothing. <laughs> Don't expect me to have information. Uh, what names are you guys going with? How much information are you claiming to have? <laughs> and power. Eh, uh, well, I think I think you guys can call me Sergio from from here on out. <laughs> well, my ego is telling me to go with uh, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the the coffee is not going to win this. I'm going to go with Ferdinand. Okay, also, and I take your drink from you. I am cutting you off. No. No. Please. Just one more. One more. Okay, you can finish this one, but no more. But this one's empty. Was it your done? But, please, you're a mother. Show compassion. <laughs> I am the other mom. They like the other man more for a reason. <laughs> no! No! Claudio, friend. I'll be honest, I bought you the first two, and I don't know if I was too happy about it. No, no, you bought me one. I, I paid for my second one, and then our, oh, that's our dear, beautiful-eyed friend paid for the third. <laughs> so, oh, if you're offering two, I'll happily take a second one on you. I'll get you a second one. It's okay, but not right now. I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Sinclair takes a step out of the cab. Excuse me, uh, very, very talented and wonderfully voiced cabbie and well-spoken. Would you be so kind as to uh, brew me up a blue flame? I appreciate you think that I'm that capable. I'm more in the transport business, not really in the uh, food and beverage industry. Uh, I guess I could go back and get you something if you like. What, what did you say? Blue flame? Is is this an actual intervention on the part of uh, Jade, and or will will his crippling addiction be fueled further in this episode? I lean in very closely and I say, "Decaf." Oh, got it. 
All right, yeah, one uh, blue flame, and he uh, does finger quotes, but only visible to uh, to Jade. Uh, yeah, one blue flame coming up. It'll be probably like, I don't know, half an hour, something like that. I don't know if you guys are on any kind of time limit or whatever, but uh, I'll be right back with a coffee. You guys want anything? I'm going to be going there anyway. I'm okay. What's taking him so long? <laughs> Uh, so, the eavesdropping, <laughs> we were all going to do that. Ferdinand, oh, why don't you tell us what the children a mile away are saying? We shall start walking to there. Uh, let's head, like, mm, there's a clearing, so, like, we can't really eavesdrop, can we? We just gotta introduce ourselves, because they'll see us sneaking up. There, there's a, a space limit on his familiar that I'm kind of metagaming that I know is, like, in the hundreds of feet range. Yeah. Well... Nice thing about not actually going inside of the uh, neighborhood is we don't have to look like we belong there as long as we're not going in. So let's say you send your minion to eavesdrop, right? Mm-hmm. We're currently a mile away. Can you communicate with your minion from a mile away? No, but I can send him on an errand and then he comes back. Ah. And unlike Malachi, he can communicate and, you know, say quite clearly what they're doing. And he's completely invisible, if he wants to be. Oh, warlock abilities. Yeah. That's nice. How fast is his mile? Well, he can fly at 60 feet a second, so... Uh, sorry, 60 feet per round, which is 6 seconds, so... Uh, in about 528 seconds, he could get over there. So, 9-minute mile. Alright, so... When he gets to the children, he sees uh, three, three of them, like I mentioned before. Uh, a human boy with green eyes, a half-orc boy with gray skin and black hair, and then a wood elf girl with copper-colored skin. Um, the wood elf and the half-orc are... They're standing there, but, like, they look zoned out. They're just kind of standing there. They're not really moving, but their eyes are open, and they're just very still. The boy is kind of hanging out, reading a book, kind of checking on them every once in a while, but there's not really a conversation going on. And they're very still. I'm going to see what other abilities that uh, Maddie might have. Well, nothing that's helpful in that moment. Um, I will add that the they are wearing uniforms that are strikingly similar to the Sea Scout uniforms, but they're purple, and they have, um, instead of the regular Sea Scout insignia on the shoulder, they have a giant letter C. So they're Sea Scouts. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I didn't give uh, Maddie too specific of instructions, so I assume he would uh, linger there for about five or six minutes and then report back and forward this information to all of us. All right. Oh, I knew those Sea Scouts were malicious behind all this. <sighs> Where's that cabbie? Well, I suppose we get our drinks. Did you guys get anything? I did not. All right. Well, I'm sorry for holding us up. Uh, but I just find I function best now when, you know, having a little extra pep in my step. <laughs> help keep a clear head, and then we can uh, put on these fancy little duds and be on our way, I suppose. Uh, wait, what did the children, what did they say? Absolutely nothing. Well, that's weird. I can't get mine to be quiet. <laughs> they were positively statuesque. Literally, hardly any movement. Very strange. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, it's the brainwashing. I heard blue flames help uh, children stay still. 
<laughs> but um, but besides this, okay. So the steel ch- children, that's very worrying. Um, what do you what what do you guys make of that? Oh, the brainwashing. Okay. What my gut's telling me is the one that is reading and checking up on his compatriots is the puppet master, so to speak, and the other two are enthralled. Very clever, Sinclair. I agree. Um, would you like me to make an arcana check, DM, to come to that conclusion, or...? Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. His... Sorry. Okay. No problem, no problem. I was just uh, sitting and listening to your theories. I'm like, oh man, what am I going to do with that? Oh yeah, that... That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, that would come out to a 16 on my Arcana check. Okay, you can tell that the two that were completely still are under the influence of something. Um, you're not sure like, what kind of magic it would be. It's unclear. Uh, the, th- the one that was reading looks like he might be influenced by something similar, but isn't actively under its effect. Well, when the three of us grow grow closer, I can do a little more sleuthing. I, th- I think we should start getting closer and start figuring things out, and and we'll start with these uh these children and see if we can snap them out of whatever it is that uh has them. Mm-hmm. As you approach them, the boy uh, spots you and is like he gets very excited. You can see like he's like, "Oh man, this is great! This is what I was waiting for! This is awesome!" and um. He he taps on his um, friends, like he he kind of pushes the the wood elf girl and the half orc boy, and they kind of stir out of their stupor. And he's like, "We've got customers. We've got customers." And uh, they they they're like, oh, "Oh, okay." And so they pick up these boxes, and they rush over to you and say, "Hey, uh, like, hi, my name is Jordleby, and um, I'm with the Sea Scouts." And we would love it if you bought some of these cookies. They're uh, the newest edition cookie, and they're uh, they're called Drowsy and Delights, and they're totally awesome. And he hands you a box to inspect. Uh, how is the Drowsy and Delights spelled? Like Drowsy and? Uh, well, the the world, the planet that we're on is Draws, D R A W E S. So it's Draws, and then I A N Drowsy and Delights, traditional delights. Sinclair would like to use one of their invocations uh, called Eldritch Sight. It's an at-will detect magic. Mm. Uh, you definitely, and so there's no save or anything? It just happens? Uh, well, uh, let me double-check detect magic. Yeah, forg- forgive my ignorance. I'm not too familiar with a lot of spells. Well, I, I set aside all these spell cards, and then I forgot to set aside the one that I could use practically as a cantrip when it isn't. Okay, I think, um... Detect magic. For the duration, I sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me. If I sense magic in this way, I can use my action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and I may learn its school of magic, if any. This spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by a foot of stone, an inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Okay. Well, then, uh, Sinclair definitely sees an aura glowing around each box of cookies that they have. Uh, it is very distinct, but it is unclear what school of magic it belongs to. Mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see these people are inventing the new school of magic. Oh, is this magical? <laughs> Don't eat that. 
Look, don't touch. Okay. How much are the box of cookies? So, uh, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Like, they're only two gold. And now I'll stop you right there. I know that sounds steep for a box of cookies. Most traditional Sea Scout cookies, which are lame, by the way, are like one gold, but these are way better. These are, uh, we get these from a new bakery and our company's uh, Dreams Unlimited Limited, and they make the best cookie. And once you once you have some, you'll you'll agree. It's like the best cookie. So it's well worth the money. And uh, you know, if I were you, I'd totally buy some. Now, why haven't you bought any? Oh man, I'm well. So like, that's a great question. I'm, I'm supposed to say that with every question you ask. <laughs> and um, like, I I buy them, but I can't buy them from myself. Like right now, I've got a quota because we got to sell enough cookies to make people's dreams come true and like when i'm done with my shift i can go home and then i can eat my own cookies and then it's all it's all good but right now i can't so i do but just not right now is that does that make sense man it made sense but like but like my partners here uh pickle and cypress they they totally just had some cookies and they loved them and they were just living their dreams man which one's Pickle? So the, the half-orc boy speaks up. He's like, uh, actually the name's Jimoth, but uh, they call me Pickle because I like pickles. But Jordleby's right. I had some cookies and they were they were delicious. Okay, I have a question <laughs> for you, Jordleby. Uh, pickle or cookie? Oh, cookie for sure. Oh. <laughs> In fact... I'm considering changing my nickname to Cookie. <laughs> I mean, my real name is Jimoth Griefbringer, but Cookie's pretty good, right? I, that was my follow-up question, so you answered it. Thank you very much, Pickle Cookie. Do you wanna do you wanna buy some cookies? <laughs> well, uh, hello, Cookie. I'm Coffee. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say my name's Blue Flame, but uh, that that'd be lying. Uh, but I'm afraid we just are on a bit of a sweets cleanse at the moment. But it's going to conclude in about forty-eight hours. Okay. <laughs> I turn out my pockets and I show that I possess zero gold, which is has been true this whole time, you guys. Then I empty my pockets and they see the lint, and I say. Children, you need to pay better attention to who your target is. Look at me. I am a 52-year-old coming here to do retail work. Do you think that I can afford two gold cookies? Children. Oh, uh, you don't understand, though. It's like life-changing. It's not just like a cookie. I'm not going to do that to you. It's not like you're buying a, a, a drink or steak or something. This is like... This is going to get you on the path to success. That's what that's what Grandma Tildy says, and I believe it. And if you don't have any money, maybe you should, like, work for Dreams Unlimited Limited. I have coming here to work for the Brotherhood. I point to the patch, and I do the handshake. Show me where to go. Is this gate here? And I try to push past the child, because I don't want to get brainwashed. <laughs> oh. Well, that's... You're making a mistake. 
There's no nobody cares about whatever stupid stuff you're gonna sell. I'll come back after my shift when I have money. The cookies look very good. I keep walking. Uh, Sinclair, quick, quick aside, if you will. Give us one second, children. Eh, what do you think of buying a box of cookies, not to eat, as delicious as they look, but to kind of maybe investigate them a little bit more? I don't know if you can, uh, you have that those kinds of abilities, maybe a little research. What's say? Well, I do love a magical mystery. All right. You've convinced me. Also, Claudio, um, taste this. Does, this. does this taste off? Is it just me? The blue flame? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a little sip. <laughs> No, no, it it seems pretty good. I mean, it maybe maybe the drive kind of you know changed the temperature a bit. Cloud, please roll a deception check. <laughs> deception, you see, four. Well, you see, Sinclair is terrible at insight. <laughs> so terrible, he rolled a three. <laughs> Let's go. Your lie holds. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. We're at a different sea level. We're close to the coast. It's probably the salty sea air getting on my taste buds. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'll get the cookies. You have any other questions you want to ask the kids, you let them know, but I'll, I'll be getting a box of cookies. All right. Um, gentlemen, young Dryad? It has been a pleasure to make your acquaintance. As soon as our diet is over, I promise you, I will be back to buy a box for myself. In the meantime... Uh, uh, but... Go ahead, make a final pitch. Okay, so... Look, uh... Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, they they want us to sell these cookies, and they're really good cookies, and I really like them and everything, but... Um, if we don't sell as much as the other kids, we, we, we have to go work at the bakery, and it's not cool. So, if you could buy one now, you don't have to eat it now. You could buy one now, you could eat it later, you'd be doing me, or like, a big favor. I'll buy a box of cookies for you, young child. Yeah! Thanks, man, I knew you were cool. Here you go. I give him the two copper. Well, I know I'm cool, thank you. Thank you for the reassurance. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two gold, pal. Two copper. What are you trying to pull here? Oh, sorry. My eyes aren't what they used to be. Okay, here you go. Give them two gold this time. Ah, damn it. Thanks. You won't <laughs> regret it. And so as he hands you the box, you look at the box, and it's like... It, it's a designer's dream. It's like super colorful, super bright and inviting. Like, uh, the picture of the cookies on the box, they have a reminiscent look of, like, Mexican wedding cookies. And so they, they are very attractive. Hmm. I really might want to try one of these later. Okay, Sinclair, let's go. One quick moment. Now, you mentioned a grandma Tilde and that you didn't want to work in the bakery. I'm a little bit of a, an inspector when it comes to food services. Could you tell me a little bit about your experiences in this bakery or and about your boss, actually? Oh, yeah. No. If you do that, I will buy two boxes of cookies from you. <laughs> you got it, dude. Uh, so Grandma Tildy is like in charge of us here in Nic the Nicomoy branch, and uh, whoever doesn't make the cut has to go to Guardy Lou to the bakery, and they just sent uh, Nuvolandro yesterday, and he just wasn't he just wasn't up to snuff, and I don't know what's gonna happen to him, but I don't know, I, I don't want to go there. I've heard really bad stories, but uh, on the other hand, 
they are closer to the cookies and they can kind of probably get as many cookies as they want. So maybe it's not so bad. I don't know. But anyway, you can talk to Grandma Tildy about it. She's cool. What what, if, what are some of the stories you've heard? Uh, well, they they have to work longer. And so, like, the shifts are really long. And they're watched by by orcs, I think. No, no offense, Cookie. Uh, none taken. <laughs> so, but, like, I don't know. It's It's kind of confusing. We don't hear a lot from there. It's just kind of a little bit here and there. But Grandma Tildy says it's actually a promotion. So she's she's really into Dreams Unlimited Limited. So I don't know. I'd listen to her. All right. Well, thank you so much. Here's four gold. Oh, thanks, dude. Um, Yeah. If you want to buy more, like, I don't have too many more, but uh, just just go to the branch office at uh, it's 2515 Ruby Maple, and uh, they'll hook you up, brother. Sounds good. Thank you very much. No, man, thank you. No, thank you. No, uh, thank you. Okay, I'll end it here. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> and we go into this, this, the enclave. Yes, we do. Okay, so as you enter the neighborhood, uh, you look around and it's eerily quiet. Although it is a school day, the local elementary school is devoid of people. You see piles of garbage littering the streets as if the local garbage collectors are on strike, and most all of the windows in the neighborhood are boarded up. Wow. Are you guys getting weird vibes too, or is it just me? It stinks in here. I will not be able to detect undead because everything stinks like fouls. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Oh, Jade, here, I got this for you. You said you couldn't get any, and I, I, I felt bad uh have a box of cookies don't eat them though <laughs> i only eat what my wife cooked me that's a lovely thought um all right well i suppose we should find this uh headquarters 2515 ruby mabel way uh i have a grandma tilde that i have to interview to make sure that uh her operations up to code at least that's what I told them. So we're going the inspector route? Okay. I mean, that's what I told the kids. We could do anything, really. I mean, I'm a little concerned about the child labor laws around here, because, uh... <laughs> they're getting ten-year-olds in a bakery? I know, right? Well, I mean, and it, it sounds like it's almost sweatshop conditions, honestly. Granted, that's in Gaudilu, and that's a whole kitten caboodle away. <laughs> Fire-breathing kitten caboodle? <laughs> Okay, I think we'll... So we have either the food inspector route or the child labor laws route. And we're keeping an eye out for some child with blue eyes, correct? Sinclair will recognize them. Yes. Yes, I will. Okay, so we are going to go up there and knock on their door and tell them they cannot use child labor. Why no, will they no, not disappear you, Sinclair? All, all I'm saying is that we don't go in and say, Hey, stop employing children. How dare you, you scoundrels and ruffians. Harumph, I say, harumph. No, no, a, a boss would never listen to that. The boss would just, you know, smile and nod and say, Oh, we'll absolutely do better, and then, you know, not do better until the next labor complaint is filed. No, I'm just saying that we go in as inspectors. You know, just tell them, like, Hey, you know, it's been several weeks. We uh, forge another... 
you know, fake city seal and just say, hey, you know, we're here to make sure everything's on the up and up, you know, that nothing's held together with duct tape and a prayer. Make sure the black mold that we heard about last time is gone. Uh, okay, let's do it. I have a bear in my lunch still. I will use it to carve the seal of the city of Nekimoy from my town guild experience. And uh, well, I don't have to use character voice for this, do I? And we discuss our plans. And um, so I can help you with the paperwork. And I do so. So can I give you like the help action as you do a forgery? I don't know how to do a... I've never done a forgery. But there's a forgery kit, right? Do you got one? Uh, I don't have a forgery kit, but I do have skill in the deception skill. Okay. Do you have ink? You made a paper earlier. Whatever. Do that again. But this time it says inspector. Yes. Do 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 do. It's health inspector. Do 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 do. <laughs> okay. I help you. <laughs> and we're wearing the Brotherhood of Woe uniforms because that's who inspects around here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and we carve the sigil from the Brotherhood of Woe because we've got the uniforms, so we know their symbols. So yeah. All right. Perfect. Let's go. Let's do it. Cloudy, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, I just want to make myself more inspectory looking with my disguise kit. Excellent. How do you do that? <laughs> um, a monocle. I'm going to get a monocle. <laughs> um, that's going to be the addition. That's it. All right. <laughs> oh, and a badge that says inspector. <laughs> okay. Oh, it, confidence is my disguise. All right. And I'm your trainee, so let's go to this place. All right, so as you walk towards 2515 Ruby Maple, uh, it stands apart from the other houses that you've seen in the neighborhood. It stands two stories tall and is immaculately clean, with many large windows that look out to manicured lawns and well-maintained English-style gardens. Many haggard-looking children are busily making their way around the grounds with purpose, all of them wearing the same purple uniforms that you saw the kids wearing at the entrance, which are now easily recognizable as Sea Scout uniforms. I would like to detect magic as we approach the house. Okay. Um, you don't get any auras except for off of the boxes that you've purchased. And then what, what are the... I think you can penetrate through the house because it's not made of stone or anything. You see faint like a faint glow that would be within the house, but I guess through the window, so to speak, on the second story. And it matches that of the cookie? Correct, yes. Guys, there's more cookie glow on the second story, so if I remember, they aren't baking here, but that's probably where their storeroom is. Let's see if there are rats in the storeroom. Inspection time. I follow you. Oh, all right, all right. Sinclair takes the lead... Just strutting his stuff, all confident and like. I'm not sure if any children try and stop him, but as soon as he gets within a few paces of the front door, he just whips out the form and... Hello. Ferdinand, health inspector. You see many children kind of stop and look at you agape like, uh, what? And, uh, they... But then they... You realize they kind of come to and they know that they have a job to do and if they don't do that job, something could happen. So they just kind of walk away and so you're just kind of in this sea of kids going this way and that, uh, eventually there is uh, a half-elf lady that's, that sees you from the second story and makes her way down and says, 
Just a moment. You look like you're very uh, important. Uh, please, please, make your way inside. Uh, thank you, madam. I, I will do just that, along with my uh, compatriots. Uh, if you could meet us in the lobby, that would be splendid. Oh, yeah, dearie, I hear you. Uh, go into the parlor on your left. Uh, I'll be right there. So, upon entering the home, you see a luxuriously decorated parlor on your left and a broad staircase on your right. Can everybody roll perception checks, please? Seven. Twelve. Nineteen plus one is twenty. Nice. So, Sinclair and Jade see the following on the wall. It is a logo for a company called Dreams Unlimited Limited with the following slogan underneath. Helping all our dreams come true. For good, not evil, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Before, like, as we're walking in, I kind of want to whisper, or like, in hushed tones, just so, just for the three of us, like, asking, uh, do you... What kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe you know Sinclair, but what, do you know what kind of magic could potentially be influencing the children like this or doing these things or, or anything like that? Well, it's the strangest thing. Um, DM, I assume with that 16 I got, uh, my gut reaction would be enchantment if it were a normal school of magic, right? Um, you can definitely tell they're magical, like they're magical in origin, but the school of magic is just very unclear. All right. Uh, so my gut would be saying that it's an enchantment that all the children are under. Uh, so yes, my gut reaction was that it was indeed a enchantment they were under, but when I was doing the inspection, it, it's strange. I've never seen anything like it. it. It's not any school I've seen before. Are we whispering this in the house? <laughs> you guys? Yeah, why not? Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to cough an old person cough and, you know, loudly fart and whisper to you guys, y'all, we're in a house. Hey, <laughs> people can tell you. Stop it. <laughs> As you look around, you see many children paying you absolutely no mind, just busy at the tasks they have at hand, uh, washing windows, uh, dusting, painting, just general upkeep of trying to maintain the headquarters or improve it. Um, and then you hear Grandma Tildy making her way down the stairs, or who you assume to be Grandma Tildy, uh, coming your way. Um, Hello, dearies. Uh, so glad of you to be here. Welcome to Dreams Unlimited Limited's Nicomoy office. Uh, we're so glad to have you. How can I help you? Ah, yes. Well, uh, the D-U-L, or dull, as we call it in the inspection business. Um, you see, it looks like you're a bit overdue for a surprise inspection from the health department. And that's where me and my co-workers come in. You see, we're here to make sure everything's up on the up and up, you know. Everything's clean, everything's sanitized, nothing is, you know, out of order. And I'm sure everything's absolutely fine. This is just a standard surprise inspection. Oh, I completely understand. Um, we at Dreams Unlimited Limited are very, we, we consider it very important to be within the letter of the law. We want to make sure all of our facilities are nice and clean. Our distribution warehouse here is in tip-top shape. Our employees are well taken care of. 
Uh, you have nothing to worry about. You can look around if you'd like, uh, know what is here. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about the company, I can tell you more. But I'm just so glad to have visitors. It's not exactly something we have very often. And, um, you know, look around, ask questions. Nothing to hide here. Um, and if you'd like to be a part of the company, we'd love to have you. Is it possible for us to have a small errand child to help us out? Perhaps you can line up your children and we can pick out one of them to carry these things for us and be generally useful. Oh, but of course. They live to serve. I've never seen such a work ethic in any child before. Um, hold on just a second. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Sylvain, uh, come over here, dear. Uh, you're going to help these three with their items. Uh... I mean, may I? Part of our inspections is to inspect your work stuff. Perhaps line them up and I will choose one of them to help me. Oh, I'm sorry for overstepping my bounds. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, we've got a lot of kids doing a lot of jobs. Some of them are time sensitive, but uh, we'll accommodate you as best we can. Uh, it might be best to do it either in my office or outside. What's your preference? Oh, outside. There are so many children, they will not fit in your office. Oh, that sounds great. Well, follow me outside. We'll collect them on the lawn and you can you can uh, have any one of them you want. Thank you. <laughs> so she walks outside the front door and uh, she pulls out this, this fine crystal whistle, uh, blows three short bursts, and all the children stop and immediately assemble in front of you. Think of that. You know the eyes we are looking for. DM, do I find a pair of eyes that just send me to uh, bliss? It's a child. <laughs> Let, it, send me to bliss in recollection. Oh, get, get your mind out of the gutter. My goodness, Jade. That remind you of an experience that brought you bliss. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. Nothing fishy here. Gotcha. Uh, you do not. You see many different races of children, um, but you do not see any that have the matching eyes that um, the person in the bar did. I uh, give Jade a slight, you know, glance and a, you know, a no wave from my hand, not one from my face, because that'd be a little too obvious. All right, children. Uh, as some of you may have heard as we approached, but I will reiterate again, we are health inspectors from the city of Nicomoy, and we're just here for an inspection to make sure everything's on the up and up. Uh, the three of us may be asking you some questions. We would appreciate it if you answered honestly. Anything you tell us will be confidential, with no retaliatory action being taken. So, whether it's praise for, you know, I believe it's, uh, Grandma Tilde, ma'am? Yes, Grandma Tilde. Tilde Goldpeltel's my name. So, whether it's, you know, appreciation for Grandma Tilde about the work she is doing here and your time of employment, or whether it's something she could be doing better, or even if it's something you feel uh, that she has overstepped her bounds with. The three of us are safe to talk to. Now, would any of you like to be our helper for the day? Everybody eyes each other nervously, and they all look to Tildy to see what she says. And she, she says, Oh, don't worry, Diddies. I know you have a lot of work, and you want to make Dreams Unlimited's head uh, branch office look as good as it possibly can. But what I'd like you to do is listen to these fine people and help them out so we can be in accordance with the law. We don't want to have any infractions. 
So um, there is one air genasi that kind of, she shyly raises her hand and she says, I'll I'll help. Wonderful. If you could go to uh, my two friends over there, they will uh, get you set up and then we can begin our work for the day. I give her a box of cookies. Her eyes immediately brighten up. She is just like, has so much excitement. She can barely contain herself. It's like, are, are all of these for me? Yes, follow me as we do the inspection and you can eat cookies to your heart's content. Children, I hope you have a good day. And then let's go to our inspection. And I apologize for using you like a human guinea pig out of character to out of character. I want to see you poisoned. So let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We're the good guys. We're the good guys. I gave cookies to a child. I'm the good guy. Yeah, cookies are great. <laughs> all, kids, all kids love cookies, right? <laughs> so uh, as you continue, uh, I, I guess, are you going back inside or what is your direction? How about we ask the child some things before we go back? Because I'm, sh- I'm sure all the other children are going back to their responsibilities, right? Uh, correct. Uh, I, begrudgingly, once they see th- that uh, the Air Genasi <laughs> gets some cookies, they are just like really jealous. She might die. And Grandma Tildy is is where? <laughs> she's she's kind of at the stoop. She's watching you, but um, you know she's just waiting for whatever you want to do. Okay. Uh, well, I think before we start our uh, inspection, right? Hello, child. My name is Sergio. Nice to meet you. Uh, I think we have a few questions for you to to kind of get the feel for the work environment. Um. My first question is going to be about Grandma Tilde. Uh, tell me a little bit about her. I mean, what's your relationship with her? Anything weird about her? Oh, oh okay. Um, well, my name is Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer Mothwing. And um, I just joined Dreams Unlimited a little bit ago. And um, I really like it here. Um, they have the best cookies. And I'm so happy you got me these cookies. Can I have one right now? After you answer the questions, they are your great word. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so Grandma Tildy, she's really great. She's super nice. And she gives us jobs so we can be important and we can help. And we're helping this company um, fulfill the dreams of so many people all around the country. Um, it's really cool to be part of something so great. Are you sure I can't have a cookie right now? You can have one after this question. Oh, uh, what kind of dreams is it that you're helping fulfill? Do you know? Oh, well, my dream is to become a higher up in Dreams Unlimited Limited's corporate structure. That's kind of like as we join the company, we get to know that that's how we get to spread the maximum happiness because their their product is going to become the number one bestseller pretty soon. And everybody here knows that the cookies are awesome. Have you had the cookies yet? Would you like some of my cookies? I, I no, I already had like ten. I'm I'm how, full. I'm full. To how be are you still talking? Eh? Did somebody? I had them over the course of ten days. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Um. You are but a child. We are adults. One day you will understand. That's true. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to ask a question out of turn. Um. Yeah, the cookies are great, and one day I'm going to help spread cookies even past Guaso. It's going to be awesome. Uh, do you guys have any questions for the child? 
Don't worry, one day you will have adulthood tolerance too, and you can enjoy an entire box of cookies. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I think there was a boy that did that earlier, and they sent him to work at the bakery. Yes, mm. you will have to wait until you are an adult, otherwise you will go to the bakery, and you know what happens to people there. Yeah, they have to work so hard, and I don't think... You know, I, I haven't heard of from anybody that's been sent there yet. Oh, and I really had a crush on that boy. That boy was so cute. Uh, Nuvolandro. He had the most beautiful blue eyes. Oh, you should have seen him. <laughs> Out of character, how far is, uh, uh, Guardialoo? A quick train right away. Crap. Not that quick. Uh, I do have a quick question. How old are you, and when was the last time you were in school? Um, okay, I'm 11, and I don't know. The days kind of stretch. Um, I think it was a week ago, maybe? I don't remember, but school just seems so lame now. I mean, I was learning to be an artificer, which sounded cool at the time, but then once I found Dreams Unlimited Limited, I, I don't know, I can't imagine doing anything else. What did your parents say when you told them about your new dream? Ugh, they were terrible. They thought, I, I think they were just trying to be super controlling. And they said, you're going to go to school. You're going to be an artificer. And I said, no, I'm going to follow my dreams. And Dreams Unlimited Limited is going to help me follow my dreams because they make all dreams come true for good, not evil, obviously. Can I just say how super evil it is that we're working for people who are going to kill everyone here? Like, their kids, their actual kids. When, like, when they recruited us and said son, I thought it was, like, adult son, you know? It's like, it's like seven-year-old son, and they're all going to die yeah. here. Like, midnight yeah. Wednesday. So, party members, um, we should probably, I mean, like, returning them to their parents and training them to be, like, the Brotherhood of Woe is not also the solution we're going for this game right guys just keep that in mind just just keep going but like not also not good yeah <laughs> oh it seems like the right now they're in much more immediate danger because they're going to be slaughtered <laughs> yeah within 36 hours so i think solving this problem first and then oh their future career paths i think <laughs> that's well, in there. Uh, so sinclair the player and Sinclair, the character, has had no encounters with Brotherhood of Woe. Is that a previously established organization? No, it's not. But they just told us they were going to kill all of the betrayers. And so I thought betrayers meant adult son. Anybody yeah, else? Yes, yeah. Yeah? No, no. Well, yeah, I thought it was at least like 18, 16, but not <laughs> yeah. 10. <laughs> you didn't think 10. <laughs> so, <No>. um, right. <laughs> I have two possible solutions. Um, granted, person who made this entire world what is the age requirement to continue attending school for education here wow world building well listeners audience and players technically school is mandatory up until the age of 10 in guasso all right well i'm sure we can find a few under the age of 10 oh gosh yeah i look around are there kids under the age of 10 here there are. Not as many. You see mostly, like, uh, 11 to about 19-ish. So that whole decade, pretty much. Hey, um, are you sure I can't have a cookie? I'm sorry to keep asking, but they're just so yummy. I'll share. Eh, uh, hmm. 
I do have a question. <laughs> have have half a cookie first, um, and then the second half while I think of the question. Oh wait, are you having half a cookie right now? I'm offering. Yeah, I'm telling the child they can have half a cookie. Oh, okay. <laughs> she her eyes light up. She opens the box like a, a ravenous beast, and takes out a cookie and kind of admires it for just a split second, breaks it in half, pops half in her mouth. And then you see her go into a trance. As she's about to eat the cookie, I will detect magic to see if the child gets any sort of magical glow about them. Okay. So as you detect magic, you can see that she is under the effect of a spell or some kind of magic, but you cannot tell what school. Can I glance at uh, Grandma Tildy while this is happening and see if I can notice any reaction? Because she was still outside, right? She hasn't moved. Yeah, so she's watching, and uh, she saw the girl eat half a cookie, and she just is smiling, and just, she feels proud to be part of, like, she's part of a company that's making a difference, and people love her product, and she's just, like, really into it. Okay. Um, so here, 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 player character, um, I, I don't know, it's worth a shot, right? I do want to cast Prime Evil Awareness. But I'm kind of struck between, like, Fae or Fiend to see maybe if uh, Madame Tildy is either of these. Do you want me to just use an action to do it so you don't have to do a spell slot? Uh, oh, well, you can do that? Yeah, I can tell. Let me read it. So as a paladin, if you would like, as an action, I can open my awareness to detect powerful good and strong evil so i can until the end of my next turn i know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet so if you're thinking fiend i can detect a a fiend all i have to do is sniff okay yeah i'm down for that because i mean in character i was just thinking this reminds me of like a you know a story that i heard growing up with with a weird creature kind of bringing in all the children with you know (laughs) ideas of of snacks and 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 treasures and 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 candy and all these different things and it turned out to be a monster so kind of reminds me of that yeah i have five divine senses per day i'd like to use one of them and breathe in that air does it smell noxiously odorous quoth the player's handbook um you smell the air and it does not smell noxiously odorous in fact to the contrary because you are by the open box of cookies and out front, uh, amongst the garden, you smell just this delightful combination of smells. Everything smells wonderful. Oh, no. <laughs> I just dosed myself. And so, just to be clear, Grandma Tildy is not undead, fiend, or celestial. Okay. All right. I guess we'll make a plan. Yeah. Do you guys want to, like, go to Guardi or something? Or, like, how do we... What do we do next? We need the kid. Yeah. Yeah, we should. we should make a game plan. My most expedient solution for our present situation is either A, just attack Grandma Tilde, or the other one is make sure everyone's out of the storeroom for our inspection, and then, oh no, the fire-breathing kitten's trademark tactic. <laughs> Burn it down? <laughs> this is horrible. This is horrible. We were expecting the uh, the air ducts and the ventilation. It, it was awful. A, a flash caught and... This is just the worst. It's so unsafe. (laughs) 
Yeah. How could you ever warehouse the kitchen fire so easily? Yeah. You know the powder is very flammable. You mm-hmm. must maintain mm-hmm. your powder at a minimum level. Otherwise, it'll burst into flames. So unsafe. Or, or, uh, using some ink to uh, make some black mold. Okay. Only problem is we need Grandma Tilde's assistance to go find the uh, location. Because we had an address this time. We don't have an address for... The bakery? The what is it? The Oh. Yeah, we don't have an address uh, for that. So we can't Guardi actually... Guardiloo Bakery. <laughs> we need an address. Grandma Tilde definitely knows the location for that. And the kids probably don't. That, that, that's what I'm saying. We talked to Grandma Tilde expressing interest to get in. Oh, yes. Okay. And then we do our whole oh no, this branch has to be shut down for whatever reason. But, you know, we'll we'll head over to Guardiloo, and we're on your side. We're going to expedite this instead of just sending it to, you know, my boss, and then all that paperwork, and you're going to be down for weeks. Let's just go to Guardiloo, and we'll fix this. Okay, sounds good. My gut is telling me she's more than she appears. DM, I'd like to detect magic in the direction of Granny. Is she under some sort of glamour or illusion? She is not. She is fairly well-dressed. You can, I guess, roll a perception check as well. I'll tell you the results of the detect magic. No no magical anything, no uh, disguised self, no illusion of any kind. She's just an old lady. What else would an 18 tell me? You could tell that she's an elf, but she's probably one of the oldest elves that you've ever seen. Something on the order of like 600 and something. Uh, you can also tell that under her, she has a, a nice frock that's um, in line, and she has a a symbol, um, a DU symbol on her shoulder. But underneath, she does have some leather armor. Hmm. All right. Well, with this information, uh, I'm going to pass it along in a hushed voice. So, it would appear that Granny is not under any sort of glamour or shape-shifting magic. I'm not sure what she is. But what do you say we approach her about being interested in joining this operation? She can tell us about the Gaudilu location, and then something will happen that we can shut this place down. But we can go to Gaudilu then, just to make it all go away. At this moment, Pfeiffer will pipe up, because she's kind of coming out of her, her trance, and she's like, Oh, you want to join DU? They're always looking for grown-ups like you guys. Yeah, you should totally talk to her about that. Thank you, perceptive trans child. Sinclair, what a great idea. <laughs> Claudio, what do you think? Well, I think the child has been so helpful, and I think Sinclair has such a great idea. Child, have the rest of the cookie, and we should be off. Thanks. She downs the cookie, and then she's motionless. Oh, wow, this is incredibly freaky. <laughs> okay. Remember, kids, start with a half dose. See what happens. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's actually good, safe drug advice. Go with a half dose your first time. Don't overdose and die. Um, overdosing and dying is the true evil, right? Okay, let's keep... All right, back into character. Back into character. <laughs> so, Granny Tilde, um, the, the inspection is still going on, and... As such, I will remain unbiased in that. But... Of course, of course. Speaking with some of the kids, and uh, 
the trio you had outside of town, we are interested in enlisting and joining the operation. It, it seems like a wonderful mission to improve the world with love, cheer, and delicious baked goods. Well, I'm so glad you've seen the light, dearie. Um, we'd love to have you. I know how, I know how government jobs can be, and they're just day in, day out, same thing. Being an inspector must be totally boring, but with Dreams Unlimited Limited, uh, truly, the sky's the limit. We'd love to have you on board. Um, can I set up an interview for you? I mean, you look like very capable individuals. Um, uh, you could work down at the bakery or perhaps at the headquarters. I would love to be able to make cookies at the bakery. Oh, I bet it smells amazing. I give a deep whiff. She probably noticed me sniffing earlier. So this is just more cover. Mmm, I use another divine sense. Mmm, I love good smells. <laughs> These cookies that you made, they smell delicious. Oh, you're right about that, dearie. I, I can't disagree with you there. Sure. Um. So what I can do then is... I have a, a taxi man here that helps us get around. I can have him help you get to the uh, the train station, if you like. And uh, you can go to Gardilu. The bakery is about, uh, let's see, about 16 blocks north and 4 blocks east, if you'd like to check it out. Um, the man there, Grimdar, he is a bit of a rough one. He's not quite as nice as I am. Um, but just tell him I, I sent you, and you shouldn't have any problems. Okay, and I'm going to, uh, gosh darn it, gosh darn it, gosh darn it, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pass her secretively in a handshake, freaking leaning in close so my friends can't hear me, this is just, okay, here I go, and T uh, excuse me, Jade, would you like me to remove my headphones? Uh, yeah, <sighs> gosh darn it. Hey. Yeah, hi DM, it's just you and me. Would I whisper to this probably hag? <laughs> uh, and what I hand her is I'm going to slip her the logo that I rip off of the uniform of my uniform of the Nicomoy City Guard or just the piece of apple with it carved in it from earlier. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to slip her the piece of apple that is stamped like the city of Nicomoy stamp, not like the Brotherhood of Woe. And I'm going to whisper in, in and say Wednesday night. Wednesday night at midnight, the Brotherhood of War is going to raid here and kill you and all of the children. Don't be here when it happens. Take them far, far away. Oh, Terry, thank you for telling me. Uh, yeah, they've been a thorn in our side since we got here. We're just trying to spread happiness with our cookies. And look at what they're trying to do. I uh, thank you so much, dear. Uh, I'll make sure we're prepared. And then she, she, she bends over and she kisses you right on the forehead like a, like an old grandma, you know, uh, no. just like, oh. No, don't, no, 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 don't, no. Okay, I'm like almost your age. Okay, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm 657 <laughs> years old. I doubt you're my age. You look so much better than you. Oh, thank you. Okay, but no, don't be here Wednesday night. And honestly, your other organization is going to go down too. So just take the children and leave and make up your own cookie place in, uh, in a different country. Uh, but I, I don't, I can't do that. I can't compete with these cookies. And there's only a few copies of the recipe out there. It's not like I can just make these cookies anytime I want. Okay, well then go to the cookie castle, the Sea Scouts, and I will help you get money from them. And we will set you up with a new life somewhere. But 
it, it ends Wednesday night if you stay here. And for there's information that I have that you do not have. Go to the Sea Scout Cookie Castle. And I will talk to you later about how to leave the country with the children. I will get you good cookies. Thank you, dearie. You're so kind. And I, I love what you're doing. And I love that you're trying to help these poor children. I didn't know they were in such danger. Um, I'll, I'll go tell them now. Is that all right? Are you still going to go to the bakery? Don't, don't, don't tell them. Yeah, we're going to go to the bakery. Don't tell them. Just go to the cookie castle. There will be a red Wednesday night. Everything will be gone. Only you will be left. It's the cookie castle. Okay? All righty. And the children. Okay. Well, thank you. It's the children. It's the cookie castle. Okay. She gives you another hug. Oh, uh, physical contact. Thank you. Bye-bye. That old woman just hugged me, like, so much, you guys. And I'm like, ick, 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 and then I leave. <laughs> All right. To the bakery? Yeah. Totally fine with that. Uh, Jade, so are we in? Did did we uh, get the VIP approval? Oh, yes. Also, I do not have money for the train fare. <laughs> do you have one gold? You can spot me, Sinclair. Oh, well, you know, I, I have no problem being the banker. <laughs> Thank you. I've noticed you have coppers falling on your head, so I figured I would ask. Actually, actually I don't anymore. Oh, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I noticed that you had a lot of coppers, so I figured I would ask. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, I, I met with someone, and uh, the copper rain that's been pursuing me has uh, thankfully ceased. Maddie pops in. Yeah, it sure has, boss, hasn't it? Oh, gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> Paladins and fiends. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. As you load into the cab, I need everybody to roll a perception check. 15. 17. 14. Oh. So, Sinclair and Cloud uh, hear the following as you're getting onto the cab, and the cab is starting to drive away. You hear from Grandma Tildy say, they're coming for us. They're coming for us. I told you it happened. We need to get everybody out of here and back to headquarters. Let's wrap this place up. Dang it, old woman. I don't know that, though. Hey, hey Jade. What? With a nice cab. <laughs> Your cab continues along. When we get on the train, I, I have a question for you. Yes? Are we on the train now? You're on your way to the train station. If you'd like, we can just fast forward <laughs> to the train. Such plushy seats. Mmm, trains. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine fast-forwarding to the train. <laughs> oh, nothing is yeah, wrong. Too. What a nice day. <laughs> so well, once we board the train... I should take a nap. You... It's so comfy here. <laughs> it absolutely is. But before we go off to Sleepy Land, um, did you happen to tell them about their parents coming? Uh... Hmm. Uh, I I decided that dead children being homicide took precedence over. I follow the letter of law. Yes, Paladin. I'm very certain in my behavior. <laughs> While I'm not saying that's bad, dead children are very bad. Um, we now have no clue where they're going. Oh, we might. <laughs> well, I also think it might make things a little harder for us now that they know we know something is up, no? 
I may have told them to go to the Cookie Castle, and yes, they definitely knew something was up when we went there anyway. <laughs> Let's be real. They were uh, already going to pack okay. up. No, no, they come and get inspections all the time. <laughs> but now, maybe when they pack up, they will go to the Cookie Castle, which is where I told them to go. And also, that place, oh, they will kick the old lady's butt and take the children in. What's the Cookie Castle? It's the place where lots of orphans study things like necromancy and eye-level wizardry. <laughs> and they really care about other orphans there. Which, let's face it, those kids should be. Their parents were going to kill them. That's worse. I did not know there was something worse than being an orphan. That's worse. <laughs> well, yes, a parent losing their child is very tragic. I'm not sure what the word for that is. It depends. Did you kill them? <laughs> oh, well, then that word's murderer. Yeah, so they will go to the cookie castle. It's possible. Okay, so they were going to pack up anyways. This is my argument. They were going to pack up anyway after our inspection. And then now maybe they go to the cookie castle. And then the cookie castle can jump the old lady and take the orphans. Or they just run away. I don't know. But yeah, I did it. <clears throat> that was me. Can I take a nap now? <laughs> they aren't going to the cookie castle. They're going to headquarters. Hmm. Hmm. We did not get instructions to where that is. Darn it. <laughs> Maybe we can find out where headquarters is at the bakery. Can I nap now? <laughs> yes, you can nap now. <sighs> Approximately how long is the train time? I mean, the train ride? I'd say, I, I don't know. What would you say, Jade? Maybe three hours? Sure, yeah. Joining us today were Sinclair. You know, I'm beginning to think that I should cut back on the blue flames. I think I'm losing my taste for it. This one is off. <laughs> uh, Claudio. Uh, do we have any cookies lying around? I, I'm getting a little peckish. <laughs> and Jade. Don't tell him it was decaf. <laughs> Let's not forget to uh, to put a five-star review. Let us know what you think so far, right? Give us a little shout-out, you know. Maybe maybe you'll be read on here. Maybe not, but maybe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to share this with your friends. Um, I'm hoping you're all having as much fun as we are. So we'll be looking out for those. Bye. Bye, everyone. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout-out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. 
And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. Welcome back. Joining us for part two are Claudio. Hi. Well, we're in a bit of a pickle, I think, and on a train. You're in a bit of a cookie. <laughs> no, he's back at the other place. <laughs> Jade. <laughs> and Sinclair. Have you guys tried any of these cookies? I mean, I've only had a couple of bites, but wow. <laughs> You're eating the cookie. So we are on a train to Gardilu. And Sinclair, have you actually nibbled or eaten a cookie? I've I've had a few bites. I I got peckish. You can't drink this much coffee on an empty stomach. You got that right. So let's see. How about? But not a whole cookie, would you say? I I would say I took about half. Okay. <laughs> How's it taste? Oh, you know it's it's quite good. It, a, a nice vanilla. You know all these colors. It, it's vanilla, but. Each color has a little playful flavor. Um, the, the green is almost a, 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 a kiss of mint. The orange is... Oh, mm, not orange, but... Is it butterscotch, maybe? I don't know. It, it shouldn't all be working together, but it does. <laughs> and the cookie itself is a is a chocolate and caramel swirl. And, mm, oh, these kids were onto something. That It's delicious. As you speak... I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. <laughs> I'm not great at those. What happens if I roll an eight? <laughs> um, it, you fail, so that's number one. Now I need you to roll a d4. Three. You are now in a trance for three hours. Conveniently, the length of the train ride. <laughs> I will say... Uh, while you are in this trance, I guess should I describe it just for Sinclair or for everyone? We'll say everyone. Oh, I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, you see visions of yourself in a joyous place. So you're far removed from any evil. You are fully restored to your whole self. Uh, the places and characters in your dream are very vivid and believable. And you're just, you're just filled with ecstasy. Like you cannot believe how good you feel and how wonderful everything is and that is what she will enjoy for the next three hours so you're saying there was a caffeine addicted we're talking a very very mild drug warlock and they tried this <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it plays hey, don't hate the player hate the game <laughs> <laughs> just be grateful that this uh D&D 5th edition system doesn't have addiction rules, unlike something like Shadowrun. Also, ah. for context, I mean, I'm the only conscious being in this <laughs> section of the train at the very least, right? Because I've got a tranced out warlock and a knocked out paladin. So, um, would you like to do anything while you're waiting, or you do have a box of cookies? Yeah, is there? No, I'm good. I'm good, <laughs> but I would like to maybe explore... Um, uh, I don't know. See if I can find any other living being in the train. Okay. So as you walk down the hallway, you see a middle-aged woman pushing a cart uh, filled with traditional Sea Scout cookie boxes. 
Uh, she sees you and says, Hey, sugar, can I get you a cookie? Uh, would you like to trade cookies? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm just employed by the train, and they have me pushing this cart of wonderful cookies. We have a partnership with the Sea Scouts, see? And, um, you look like you could use some elven logs. Am I right? Well, well, how about this? Uh, turns out I just came from a secret trip to the uh, Sea Scout factory where they're making cookies, and I have a limited edition box of cookies. Oh, do tell. What are they called? Yes, they're called, and I show show them the box. Oh. And look, I've had my fair share. Um, I can trade you, and I'll take one of the uh, the ones that you have. Okay, well, that sounds... Well, it's an open box. Can I trust you? I mean, you seem pretty nice and all. Um, okay, yeah, just pick whatever box you want, and I'll go ahead and take your box. Give me one of your open boxes. We'll trade. Oh, that sounds good. I've been giving out samples. Um, let's see. How about Sea Snaps? They're not the most popular, but, you know, they're still a good cookie. They're made by the Sea Scouts. You can trust them. I'll, I'll take them off your hands, for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you, sugar. Uh, oh, and I'll go ahead and take these cookies. I'll probably eat them after work, after my shift's over. Uh, y'all have a good day, all right? You have a good... You going to Godaloo for anything special? Uh, sightseeing. Nothing too crazy. Nothing Nothing about any bakery or anything uh, suspicious or anything like that. Mm. Well, all right, honey. You have a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you for the cookies. I hope you enjoy them. Oh, thank you. See you later, sugar. See you. Um... Honestly, I think this is the most I could have scored. I'll head back to uh, to keeping an eye on the the passed out friends while I snack on some genuine Sea Scout cookies. Nice. So the uh, rest of the train trip goes fairly uneventfully. Uh, you arrive at Guardiloo Station around the time that uh, Sinclair falls out of his trance. Just for uh, reference, Sinclair, you are now have uh, disadvantage on any wisdom saving throws oh oh my and also you wake up with this insatiable urge to eat more of the cookies but you can choose to do that in a bit or not um i'll i'll describe guardiloo station while you make that decision uh you arrive at the guardiloo train station as you step off of the train uh the breeze brings an odd mix of sea smells beignets and salamander urine and at the platform, you see a colorfully dressed gnome with a large smile sitting at a booth labeled Information. Um, I offer them the, the Sea Scout cookies as we get done. Would you like guys like any? These are the actual cookies this time, not any of the uh, suspicious uh, snacks from before. Ooh, More for me, I, I guess. I would love. I would love a sea snap. Mmm. Mmm. And also, speaking of the wisdom saving throw, I'll leave it to my self-restraint with disadvantage. I assume a seven is not a success on resisting the urge for another half cookie. No, um, it is not. Uh, what half cookie are you eating, though? Uh, the the one that would be have interesting effects. That's a thirteen on the con save. You're really looking for that cookie, aren't you? You're looking everywhere for it. Where did you put that cookie? Back in the box. Oh. Oh, that... Uh, sorry, out of character. Nice! Nice work! Okay, yeah. It, are we out? Because I opened my box, and I was... Are we out of cookies? Are we out of the good good stuff? 
I think it got given away. I gave mine to a kid. I opened mine. Yeah, and then I I don't know. I think Claudia might have snuck it away. Don't know. Which box did you give away, Claudia? Because was it mm-hmm. the opened one? I had one. If it was open, you didn't open yours. Yeah. Hey, hey guys, what what happened to my box of cookies? Uh, I traded them. What? <laughs> what? Cloud, these these are tasty. Don't get me wrong, but it's not the same. Nothing's tasting right anymore. What? The coffee or the cookies? <laughs> Am I cursed? What, no, what, I think I think you are, but I think that's a different conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, last I checked, we are heading to the bakery, so. I'm pretty sure you're going to get your fix straight from the source. Oh, okay. man. Talk about motivation to go to the bakery. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right. So are you following Grandma Tilde's directions or? 16 blocks north, four blocks east. Ask for Grimdar. Perfect. You arrive at the entry booth of an impressive new building, which lies 60 feet beyond the booth. The building is three stories tall and has no visible signs on the exterior. An intoxicatingly pleasant smell is emanating from its windows. In the booth is a four foot five dwarf with black hair, a crisp uniform, and deep brown eyes, which watch you intently. Uh, what is your names? State your business. I am Sergio. These are my friends, uh, Zelda and uh, Ferdinand. Um, we're here on a. Uh... The top secret mission. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to have to ask you to do right now is take a step back while I verify with the walkie. So he leans over and there's a parrot on his shoulder. We got three <laughs> particular individuals here with, with names. And they're here to see... Are you here to see somebody? Eh, uh, are we here to see somebody? Grimdar. Yes, Grimdar. Oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Here to see Grimdar. Yeah. Okay. And then the parrot flies away toward the building. And he goes, we gotta wait for Walkie to come back. <laughs> Malachi, do, is that your cousin? Uh, no. Only child. Son of only child. <laughs> I like your robes. Thank you. Oh, I here, like comes, your... here comes Walkie. Oh, nice beard. Thanks. It it's mine. Oh, yeah, it's mine. Um what yeah. I'm new, sorry. Uh hold on. Bird's coming back. Okay. You're doing a great job, by the way. I, I love it. Thanks. Everybody says I'm lousy, but they're wrong. They are, brother. Yeah, Bird says you can go in. The um the the guy's gonna meet you with the other guy at the front. So yeah, have a nice day. And so um, you are escorted. He opens the gate. You walk toward this building. And uh, yeah, you said the magic name, as it turns out. And um, you walk through some very heavy metal doors and into a very Spartan factory. Um, from your position, you can observe that a corridor circles around the building and has an open space in the middle, which looks down on a very busy baking operation. Uh, workers of multiple races, which only seem to be wearing underwear, look haggard as they perform their iterative tasks under the watchful eyes of four orcs. 
like a... I know, I have no knowledge of what this is like. <laughs> uh, you, are, you are met by a very slick-looking Asimar. Hey, hey, how you doing? Uh, you here for Grimdar? Yes. So, um, how'd you find out about this place? How, why are you here? Eh, uh, I'll, I'll, like, let my friends, uh, take over. <laughs> I hear you make delicious cookies, and I just ran out. <laughs> well, you got that right. Hey, we even sell some here. You want some more? Uh, well, I, I think we have a job to do, but then afterwards, yes. But my associate, uh, Zelda. My associate, Zelda. I believe, has the specifics of our visit. All right, that's you, I assume? The one that hasn't spoken yet? Yes, this is me. Um, <laughs> doing this accent for three hours is taxing. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I just, bad self-choice. Okay, so, um, what will I say? Okay. <clears throat> there has been a mix-up. I was sent by Grandma Tilde. She gives just the best hugs. Oh, what a wonderful elf woman. She said she sent the wrong child here, and she fears that he will mess things up. She says, Nuvalandro? Oh, he is trouble, and he is needed back with Earl immediately. She sent us three just to escort him, because... You cannot trust Nuvalandro. I hope he has not already betrayed your confidence. Has he done anything suspicious? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. That clown was just messing up left and right. I mean, he came from Grandma Tildy's place, and I thought surely he could, you know, operate a mixer or sort ingredients, but that that turkey doesn't know what he's doing. I went ahead and sent him to uh, headquarters. Um, it was a special request by the boss. He was just the worst. Um... Oh, we know. That is why we were sent. Exactly. Yes. I'm sorry you had to find that out. I'm sorry we were out no. sooner. Yeah, I'm Quickly, sorry. Where is the exact address you sent him? Because as you do not know, there is more than one headquarters. Which one did you send him to? Well, we're a pretty small operation. I'm surprised you don't know that already. But uh, we've only really got that branch office in Nicomoy. We've got this bakery here and then the headquarters in the Fomai Dunes. Not really an address in the middle of the desert. So uh, I guess you could take a train... But uh, if the boss okays it, you know, you take the, the teleportation circle we got in the basement. Yes, we must go there quickly before Nuvalandro destroys everything that we have built. Look, look, look. Dreams unlimited, limited. We cannot let it turn into a nightmare. Okay, okay. I mean, for sure, you know Grandma Tildy, she does get the best hugs, no doubt. Uh, but I can't let you through the circle unless the boss okays it. I'm sorry, that's just corporate policy. Okay, question... Eh, uh, is it also corporate policy for everyone to be in their underwear, or did I miss the memo on that one? Well, this is a new change. Yeah, I understand. It looks weird. Uh, I will say that we've had a lot of theft, all right? We make some high-quality product, and we can't have our workers just taking it however, however much they want whenever they want. So we got to minimize the number of pockets they have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I... I <laughs> I guess <laughs> they're, they're, they're decent Look, it's like going to the beach, right? Except you're chained to a mixer It's not a big deal 
Sinclair, the bring- player who has half a decade experience in factories, three of which is in a clean room, is just like pulling his hair out and like, <laughs> oh, good lord, the OSHA and healthcare violations. If only I had stuck with that plan and not taken a dose. <laughs> They don't really have OSHA and healthcare violations in this kind of place. Um, they did mention they were chained to mixers. Um, you can check. Go and ask Grandma Tilde Goldpetal if we are on the list to be teleported to the headquarters. Oh, um, I don't have my sending stone. I'd have to ask the boss. Uh, if you want to walk with me, we can just go to his office right now and just get this all cleared up. I mean, he's a nice, well, he's a guy. And he knows what he's doing. And <laughs> you seem to know your way around this company already. I've never seen you before, but if you want to talk to him, you know, he's a tough character, but he'll get you through. Okay, let's go. I'm reading my spells. Reading my spells. Let's go, guys. All right. He escorts you to um, around the edge. So on either side of this catwalk or corridor of sorts, there's stairs that go down to the factory floor. But on the opposite side of the entrance is where Grimdar's office is. And so he takes you there, and he does a knock, and says, uh, Got some folks to see you, boss. Uh, I'm going to wait out here. That's not really allowed inside, so good luck. Thank you. <laughs> hey, come on in. What you want? Okay, so before we head in, just to my friends, really, really quickly. This is us out of character. Ideas? Thoughts? What do we do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Double down on your plan, I suppose. Only people in this room is us and the boss. What one thing can we say to get us to headquarters? Cookie. <gasps> poison supply? Sabotage? Oh, that like the, su- the supply is poisoned and we know? Yeah. Nothing from the past carries over. None of our lies are we being caught on. This person's waiting outside. So what one lie do we want to say in that room that'll get us to headquarters? We can say anything. We can give them the jump on what happened at Nicomoy since they're closing up that... We know they're closing up that operation and tell them why. Like there was a bad batch. Yes. And like it's on his head or something. Yeah, let's do it. And also just to let you guys know, I have command. So if we can get him just near that teleportation circle, I can make him open it. (laughs) So heads up. (laughs) That's an option too. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. You ready to go in the room? No past lives matter. Whatever we can say to get to that teleportation circle. All right, so we're going with <laughs> Nicomoy Branch compromised. We need to get to that teleportation circle to get to headquarters. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Sounds excellent. Okay, just get him near the teleportation circle. So you got to come in or what? What's going on? We're going, we're going. Sorry. We walk in slowly and with great authority and power. Oh. Well, hey, y'all. Uh, Grimdar Bonecrusher, have a seat. Uh, you call me GB. I'm trying to run a factory here. What y'all want? I am Alessandra, and my friends will speak for me. Well, you see, I am the representative between Dull and the Health Inspection Committee of Nicomoy. And you see... There has been a horrible, horrible incident at the Nicomoy branch. It is getting shut down as we speak. I have done my best to stave off the authorities, 
but they are going to be there within the next day and a half. As such, everyone is getting relocated to headquarters for now, but we need to get to headquarters as well to retrieve a VIP. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. So, we gotta... Actually, before we continue, can you please roll a deception check? Which one of us? (laughs) Uh, I will say Alessandra and Sinclair. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Oh, hey, I'm a paladin. This is not that bad. The lying warlock <laughs> got a seven. Okay. Um, I got a 13, which is not the best ever. Um, but I, I could, I could double down on that and I, I could slap Sinclair. Do it. <laughs> okay. All right. I slap Sinclair and I say, you're lying fool. And I take out of my bag the uh, uniform of the town guard that happens to be my size and the uniform of the Brotherhood of Woe that is also my size. Um, sh- and I slam them down on the desk and I say, we are being raided right now. And you bazel with these manual details quickly to the teleportation circle. We have to go to headquarters now and tell them. And uh, my plan here is just to frighten and scare this guy. Because, like, have you ever done a fishing before or yes. been trained in fishing? Emotion is how you social engineer. And I say, Grandma Tilde Goodbetel, she told us that you were a take charge person and you did things the right way. Quickly, to the teleportation circle. Or it would be your head. Well, you got that right. <laughs> I would like you to roll a persuasion or intimidation check, your preference. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I took proficiency in persuasion. So I'll add... And we don't want your head. We want to keep the dream alive. Okay. I'm helping them? Oh, God, I don't know. Trained in persuasion. This is that moment where I was like, this is why I didn't want to build a charisma character. Because this 21 here doesn't really feel very good. (laughs) I don't think I did a good job, but... I mean, I feel good to you. Yeah. You... you... (laughs) All right, um... So the combination of things you did actually synergized. So he knows the town guard uniform and he knows the brotherhood cloak and patch. And he's like, he knows that's trouble. And then you saying what you said and actually complimenting him as being a take charge person, all of that worked together to convince this man that you are absolutely right. He's like, well, I had to have my own, my only operation shut down, but I certainly do like my head. So, uh, I will escort you three to the teleportation circle. Please tell them Grimdar is uh, got stuff under control. We're going to keep pumping out cookies. We're not going to let that small obstacle stop us. But uh, please put in a good word with the boss because uh, she is she's rough. All right. So, let me escort you myself, and he takes you downstairs. Uh, or, or do you follow? Is that? The plan, I assume? Okay. Nodding, you to nodding the... conveyed on podcast. Okay. Oh, yes. They all know. <laughs> uh, takes I'm you downstairs. sorry I slapped you, Sinclair. <laughs> uh, this day is just so, so confusing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I woke up this afternoon. I was the boss. I take a nap and then I'm halfway down the totem pole. <laughs> and 
you're addicted to two different substances. It's been a rough day. Corporate life in Nicomoy is just ruthless. <laughs> so as he takes you down, he takes you to the teleportation circle. Uh, he does a few motions with his hands, and he says a few words, and you see it activate. And he goes, uh, go ahead and go. Um, just... I don't know, just tell him what you told me, or if you need to get through, just tell him, you know, you know me, just drop my name, we'll get you right through. Thank you, thank you for your dedicated service and helping us, and hopefully Grandma Tilly and crew will get to HQ and everything will be alright. I step into the circle. Sinclair, I'm so sorry I slapped you. I'm sorry, boss, I'll do better next time. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> did, did you have to use the gauntleted hand, too? Oh, <laughs> All right, Cloud. I assume you're with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just here for the ride. Cool, man. <laughs> I hear you. All right, you appear in what looks to be a newly renovated, like a typical corporate lobby, like lots of uh, drywall, inspirational posters, uh, the slogan as, as far as achieving people's dreams for good, not evil, obviously. And uh, a lot of well-dressed professionals meandering around. Uh, may everybody make a perception check. 17. 9 plus 1 is 10. All right. So Sinclair alone notices that the facade that they're building is covering up what looks to be very old carvings uh, in stone, reminiscent of uh, the magical in nature, but not... Descript. Uh, I, is there writing on this? Uh, not in any current language that you know. I cast Comprehend Languages. Ah, very good. One moment. So, uh, you see it's a, a temple and it's referring to, uh, the archives of the damned. And it, there's a reference to allegiance to a figure named Thalcor the Subjugator. Oh, the people that did not get that initial perception check. What you see is there are signs that have that label the area the Temple of Purely Innocent Research for the Betterment of All. <laughs> so you are in a corporate lobby. What would you like to do? Well, boss, I, I assume we're here to pick up the VIP. As it was an act, Sinclair, and I am so sorry that I slept you. It looked like your persuasion was not working. I was no, only it trying it... to help. Look, I, I understand. I've had a problem today, okay? I've had impulse control issues, and I think this has steered me straight. I won't have any more oh. cookies today. Or any more blue flame. Oh, good. I'm sorry. Good. Because we do have one more box, and I take out the unopened box. What? Right, what? Right, I, I asked Claudio for it. Claudio, you still have your unopened box, right? Yes, here you go. Okay. Sinclair, do you mean it? Can can I have one? No, no, Sinclair, you fell. Claudio, take it back. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I think these might come in handy. Uh, <laughs> there should be children and a certain Grand Matilde on their way here, no? From what we heard before we left, uh, Sinclair? <laughs> yes, Granny Tilde said she was coming with all of her workers and maybe some of her cookies. Maybe she'll share her cookies. <laughs> Jerk. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Claudio. I didn't mean it. I just, I'm on edge. I haven't had my blue flame fix. You do not need the cookies. <laughs> no. No. But I could use another blue flame. And I don't see a bar anywhere. <laughs> I still owe you one. It's okay. So, eh... Uh, hmm. Who runs this joint? What do we see? Do we see anyone nearby besides the posters and the research room? You do see a reception desk. Uh, you see some people just kind of walking around. And you see a lot of elves, just in general. Like a higher the normal um, percentage of elves roaming around. Uh, oh, and there is one guy that sees you kind of looking lost, and he walks up to you and goes, Hi there, Gustry Similtude. How are you doing? I'm the HR coordinator here. You look lost, but don't worry. That happens all the time. Uh, I'm here to put you in the role that you were hired for. Clearly, you've come from the bakery, so you must have been promoted. Congratulations. Tell me, are you one of the translators, or are you in HR with me, or what, what, what did uh, GB tell you? Uh, GB told me on, um, I'm on a top secret uh, mission. I need to talk to... Um, wait, quick aside. Did we get the name of the person who we were going to talk to here? We didn't, right? But Sinclair acquired the Falcor the Subjugator, so Sinclair, if you want to roll with that, like, however you want to roleplay this. Oh, yes. 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 Uh... So, listen, you know that writing on the walls? Yeah, you, you guys have been having such a hard time translating that, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. We are hiring translators by the handful. If, if you're here to help us... Yeah, that's me. That's me. I've got it translated for you. <laughs> this is an archive of the damned. Oh, shh, shh. Hey, hey. A dark overlord by the name Thel... Shh. Look, I know what it says, okay? We're now, we're rebranding. We're Dreams Unlimited Limited. I know what that says. You know what that says. We're going to keep that between us, but I'm going to take you to the translation room because clearly you know what you're doing. Are these two with you? Yes. Okay. Also, it's imperative. Uh, now, listen, there was a, a young boy that we were also sent here to retrieve. He has a huge untapped talent for translation. We are to take him back with us when the shift ends. Okay. Uh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. One of my assistants uh, should be able to... Uh, Esmeralda, you... Nuvalandro. Yes, thank you. Yes. That young lad. Nuvalandro. I remember a young boy coming through here. I don't think he was slated as a translator, though. From what I understand, he was going to be... And he looks side to side. Um, I think he was going to be the boss's snack. He wasn't performing, if you know what I mean. Oh, you cannot eat him. He has come down with the contaminated batch. You cannot feed him to anyone you care about. No, quickly. Are, are you, the contamination. Are you serious? I'm just, yeah, I'm just rolling in the deception checks today. I'm not trained in it. Well, I would like you to roll the deception check. <laughs> great, great. I make really bad choices. Oh, praise be to being a paladin. Hey, I can lie with this character. <laughs> Uh, gosh, that is a non-natural 20. Holy moly. Okay, so, uh, this guy, Gustry, Gustry is, uh, on the verge of peeing his pants. He's like, <laughs> I thought we had him checked. This is a nightmare. I needed to get you up. We, uh, come with me, and, um, we're gonna go see Dahlia, and we need to get this settled now. 
And so he's going to escort you to the CEO of Dreams Unlimited Limited. Do you follow? Oh, gosh, you guys. Oh, gosh. You ready for boss fight? Heck, yeah, we do. You know, guys, I could really use uh, a bit of an energy boost. No. <laughs> a, how about this? A motivational energy boost. Sinclair, you've been doing so great today. I'm so proud that you haven't had a cookie in the past, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes. Um, it's been about maybe five hours since you've had it with Blue Fire. I'm so proud of you. Do you feel energized? Because we're about to go get uh, to the bottom or to the top of this, whatever order it is that we're going. Claudio? I say this with love. They will never find your body. Because <laughs> you have a box of cookies. <laughs> he wants it. <laughs> fine, fine. You know what? Fine, fine. Well, let's let's go to the boss lady. Let's get the let's get. Make sure her, you know, lunch doesn't give her indigestion. And then you know what? Yeah, Sinclair's just on bread and water. It's not that deep. Uh, Gustry looks over his shoulder at this conversation like, who are these people? What What is going on? But he is concerned more for his life and the life of his <laughs> boss, so he's just going to whisk you up there. Sir, I'm sorry. You're catching me on an off day. I am on a new diet, and they are keeping me on the straight and narrow, and I just have cravings, all right? Oh. It's only two days in. I whisper in, and I'm like, I... Oh, he sampled the cookies. Oh, rookie mistake. That's not something you want to do. Ugh, no, never will sample your own warehouse. Mm. I totally understand. The product is for the customer. Correct. And they said it was a bad batch. It tasted delicious. <laughs> uh, as you are extolling the virtues of this cookie... You uh, make it to a very large door on the top floor of this um, building, and as you make your way upstairs, there is less and less facade and more and more stone carving, and it's very old. Like, this whole place is just incredibly old. And uh, he's like, um, let, me, let me do the talking at first. She's not normally one to take surprise visitors, and she may not take this news well, because that means I didn't do my job. He knocks on the door says, uh, excuse me, Miss, uh, Miss Dahlia, we have some people that say there may be a problem with your meal. Um, we really need to not let you eat what you've just received because you could be suffering consequences. And you hear some distinct angry talk and his face goes white and he says, she wants to see you. Oh, yes. Can you explain the contamination thing before we go in? It is much easier if you do it. You are her direct subordinate. Okay. Good luck. Um, he walks in, and you hear him mumbling and some escalating voices, and then you hear a scream that sounds like the guy you were just talking to, and then it stops very suddenly, and then you hear a separate voice say, I know you're out there. Go ahead and come in. Is is the room dark? Or how well it is it? It's not very bright. The door is slightly ajar. You don't really... You're not in there yet. But it's... You can tell it's lit by, like, lamplight or candlelight. It's not very bright. All right. So here's the thing. One, it's fun to mess with people. 
Two, we can avoid lair actions if we don't go inside. And three, what's she going to do? Come out and get us? I kneel against... Four. <laughs> I know silence. Yeah? Well, I'm just saying, if she's a spellcaster... <laughs> you want to ready a silence? Yes. Already a sword swing. All right. I'm going to lean against the wall with my sword raised above my head, waiting for someone to come through that door. That's my ready to action. All right. This lady kills children and makes drugs and eats children. And I, I raise my sword above my head. You see uh, a... And, and wait, Claudio and Sinclair, do, what do you do? Um, Sinclair's reading silence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to try to sneak into the room. Okay. But if we wait out here, could you do a hide action like around the corner? Sure, I can do that. I prepare to cast silence if uh, the boss lady comes out. All right. So um, you hear some kind of like some very impatient exhales. And she goes, fine. And in about 30 seconds, you see a very haggard boy, about 14 years old, with piercing blue eyes, walk out of the door and say, I, I think you should go in there. New Valandrel, you were almost just eaten. Your opinion does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I almost hit you with this sword. <laughs> Do you know how frightened I was when I saw it was you? And not her? <laughs> I almost decapitated you. <laughs> go stand over there. <laughs> wait, wait. What is she? Oh, uh, she's not, she's not too bad. Um, hold on a second. And, uh, he takes a couple steps away from you. And then, um, what you see before you is something that changes shape such that, uh, what you thought you saw no longer exists. And in its place is a Lamia. Are you familiar with what a Lamia is? My gut's telling me a demon? Uh, it is a monstrosity. I will describe her to you. Um, she is half lion. Like, if you were to take a lion's body, remove its head, and in its place stick a, a woman's body from the torso up, that is what you are seeing currently. Uh, this woman is immaculately dressed, and um, the, her accoutrement is just spectacular. She's dazzling and clearly very very big on her appearance and uh she says to you you fools you're not the first heroes that i've encountered but i will be the last person you encounter so um i need everybody to roll initiative initiative is 18 initiative is 11 10 let us begin with cloud so i'm i was still around the corner right um, and she walked Actually, out. yeah, roll a stealth check. Oh, sure. Because you didn't say anything when she walked out, right? Yeah, no. Okay. I want to see if she notices you. Uh, 12. Uh, she does not notice you. You are still very hidden. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I'm still going to step out and then, um, take a shot with, uh, with my bow and arrow. It's a 25 to hit. Oh, that hits. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good roll. And then uh, 10, 10 piercing damage. 
Excellent. Uh, arrows strikes her in the one of the uh, lion legs, and she recoils in pain. She's like, you will pay for that. I hope it's not with cookies. I don't want cookies. <laughs> yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay. It is her turn next. So she's going to attack Jade first. Mm. Good. Oh, a six. I'm imagining does not hit you, correct? Oh, wow. Definitely not. Oh, delightful. Yeah, my AC is 18. Oh, okay. Then yes, definitely not. Uh, she does do a multi-attack, though, and her second attack is also against you. And it is the spell Intoxicating Touch. And that is, ooh, a 17 to hit. AC is still 18. Yep. I use my shield to parry her strike away. Oh, she is incensed because she felt she was so close and you just, at the last minute, bounced her poisonous claw away and she's just furious. And um, I believe that is her turn. So Sinclair, you are up. This chamber we're in, is it, you know, just a, a, a room that with walls and a ceiling, I imagine? Yes, you're outside the largest room in the entire place, and that was the quarters that she just came from. Uh, outside of that, I would say it's a room probably 20 by 40, and you're just outside the door. And how high is the ceiling? The ceiling is probably, it matches the ceiling in the room, and it's very high, I'd say uh, 40 feet high. All right, so Sinclair is going to use his uh, slippers of spider climbing <laughs> to just uh, shimmy up the wall. <laughs> spider climb, spider climb. <laughs> yeah, Sinclair climbs walls. <laughs> uh, would end up about 20 feet up. All right. Well out of harm's reach. Hey, lion centaur lady. <laughs> I don't think you should be speaking anymore. And will cast silence centered on the Lamia. Ooh. Is there an area of effect, or is it just her? Uh, silence is range 120 feet, duration 10 minutes, and a 20-foot radius. Casting a spell that includes a verbal component is impossible in there. And then Sinclair throws a dagger as their bonus action, but I'm assuming a 9 does not hit. Uh, you are correct. Well, Dagnabbit, you really <laughs> muddy the works with that one. But that's cool. That's how we play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, that was very creative. I, I'm very stymied. <laughs> uh, if that's your turn, Sinclair, it is Jade's turn. I scream, and neither a champion challenge nor a searing smite exits my lips because instead I just swing at my sword, and that is a 17 to hit and 9 damage is silence. You hear nothing. 17 does hit, and uh, 9 damage is taken off. You, uh... You find purchase with your sword in her side, and uh, it's not as effective as you thought it would be, but uh, she still... Actually, I don't know. If she's in the circle, can she scream, or is it just like a silent... No sound of any kind. Like, even oh. thunder damage doesn't work in there. Ah, I, I have thunderous smite. Okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you read her lips and notice a, quite a string of profanities leaving her mouth, but is utterly silenced. Because of Sinclair's spell, so. Gosh. Well, she does eat kids, so, yeah. 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 She had it coming to her. <laughs> so uh, that was my attack. Am I close enough to the door because I was standing next to it to, like, kick open the door so I can see if the kid is dead or alive in there? Mm. 
So I don't know. It depends on if you're DM ruling that opening a door is an action because it was like partially open, right? Because she walked through it. So did she close it behind yeah. her is the question. She did not. It is. It, it, there's a full view of what's happening. And I guess as long as you could like rotate around her or pivot and you're not leaving. Yeah. I just want to peek. Yeah. You could look down there. Okay. Did the kid get eaten before we arrived? Because that would really bum me out. You see on a very a luxurious pillow, uh, three bodies that look unconscious, but no signs of physical like devouring or anything. They're just they're just out. So they could be dead. They could not be dead. Uh, one of them looks exactly like the boy that you thought walked out initially. Oh, good. He's at least revivifiable. <laughs> That yeah. Thank you for letting me peek in there. I feel better. Oh no problem. That that ends my turn. I just I was like cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Cloud, you're up. Back to the top. All right. Um, I guess um I'm gonna stay in the same routine, but I am gonna cast a uh, Hunter's Mark as a bonus action before nice. I I take my next shot. All right. Yeah. And then I'm going to shoot to with an attack uh, for uh, with. 14 to hit. Ooh, 14 does hit. It does, you say? Oh, yes. Awesome. So I need to add the d6 that I forgot. So it's going to be 10 total damage again with Hunter's Mark. Holy moly. You guys are... She's looking very displeased. Like, she is not in good shape at all. And then before my turn ends, I just say, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. What was that? (laughs) She, you can see her face just turn absolutely red as she screams at the top of her lungs with no sound exiting her mouth. That's my turn. All right, so she is next. And she is a spellcaster, y'all. Uh, but not right now because <laughs> she can't talk. Yay. Good job, Sinclair. So she's going to run up on uh, Cloud, and she is going to attack. Uh, does a 17 hit you? <laughs> Boy, does it. Ooh. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, she hits you for 14 damage. Okay. <laughs> With her claws, she just, like, rakes it across your body, and uh, it, it stings a little bit. Ugh. And then she's also going to do a... Oh, hold on. Oh, no, I think I can still do Intoxicating Touch. That's cool. Because that's not a verbal uh, spell. So she's going to do that on you as well. Well, how how far how far was I to her? So you were hiding around the corner, right? Yeah. Did she leave my area of opportunity? Did she leave my melee range? Oh, you know what? She did. Ah. So you get to have... Well, also... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Also, I mean, she might have left the range of silence just... For, like, fairness, if it's a 20-foot radius. She may not know that. Okay. And I don't think you're that far away, right? You're, like, next to the door? Yeah, yeah, I was around the corner. Okay. It was large, but I I think she's just going to physically attack you. But you're right, Jade, you do get an opportunity attack. So if you'd like to go ahead and do that, go right ahead. Ten. Probably doesn't hit. It does not hit. Mm. So she, she barely escapes your swing. As she goes after Cloud. Second attack, Intoxicating Touch. Uh, Ooh, 21 to hit. So what this spell does is... 
The target is magically cursed for one hour. Until the curse ends, the target has disadvantage on wisdom saving throws and all ability checks. She force-fed you a cookie. Yeah, I guess she kind of did. She's got that, that uh, Mexican wedding powder on her f- fingers, and she's like, ha-ha. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that is her turn, so Sinclair, you were next. Claudio, aren't they delicious? I told you as much. Uh... <laughs> I will uh, move a little bit so I can get her in sight and hit her with a blast. That is a 16. Uh, 16 hits. Two for the damage. And then for a bonus action, throwing a dagger. And a seven will miss, I assume. Uh, seven does miss. And that's my turn. All right. Still stuck on the wall with your cool slippers, eh? Yeah, they're handy. <laughs> nice. Got the idea from my last adventure. What footy? Okay, Jade, it is your turn. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> So I move to her, and I swing my sword, and I don't know what happened, DM. (laughs) Well, you swing your sword. She definitely kind of dodges it. It hits the ground, and, um, you know, I'm trying to think. When you hit something with a hammer that isn't meant to be hit with a hammer, and it vibrates through your hand so hard that your hand hurts, that's what happened to you. So you take one point of damage, and you drop your sword. Oh, no. All right. It's like a cartoon moment with like, you know, like Bugs Bunny hits something and then like the vibrations go through the whole character. That's what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Is it an action to pick up my sword? Uh, I think it would be. Like next time? Uh, Yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Noted. Is that your turn? Yeah. Cool. All right, Cloud, you're up. The touch didn't do any damage. It just cursed me. Yes, for an hour. So any wisdom saving throws or ability checks, you're at disadvantage. Okay, so she's up in my face, so I'm going to kind of... I know it's going to incur an opportunity attack, but I'll just I'll just take a few paces away so I can take another shot at her. All right. She attacks with her dagger, plus five to hit, mm-hmm. and got a 22 to hit. Ooh. That is three damage. Okay, all right. I'll take a few paces back and I'll I'll launch another arrow, um, and so it's an eighteen to hit. An eighteen does hit. All right, and then it's a fifteen with the uh, hunter's mark damage. Yeah. So if I were to describe this formerly vain and beautiful creature, she is looking very very bloodied, and. Uh, with that last arrow attack, since she came to you last time, and that was such a devastating attack, she instinctively screams and realizes that she is no longer in that circle of silence. And although she's in great pain, she does smirk a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, I think I'm done there with that. Yep, I'm done. Okay. So it is her turn. She decides... To uh, use her action to charm Jade. <laughs> Sinclair is shaking their head vehemently. No, it's okay. I'm unarmed. You must make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> Ooh. Let's see what that modifier to that six is. Plus three, so nine. You are charmed. Oh. And uh, you are charmed until the spell ends, or until your companions do anything harmful, or my. If she hurts you, basically, it's over. And so now you're uh, you're Dahlia's best friend. 
I love eating children and cookies. Well, darling, we have both. I'm so glad you could join me. <laughs> and uh, she will kind of slip past you since uh, you're her friend. And she will go into the room uh, just past you. And you're now, I assume, at the doorway. She's just beyond the doorway. And then Sinclair and Cloud are in the lobby. And so that's kind of the position of everyone. Mm. And that's her turn. Sorry. Sinclair, it is your turn. Hey, Jade, uh, why, why are you looking so chill all of a sudden? You should drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> What's Kool-Aid? <laughs> oh, you're right, it's Flavor-Aid. Kool-Aid got a better app for no reason. Is it like Flame Blue? Or Blue Flame? Oh, you know, you in particular <laughs> would love it. Flame Blue. Awesome, we'll have some afterwards. Does a 19 hit the uh, Lion Centaur? Yes. Are you in a position where you can shoot through the door? I will adjust my position as needed. Okay. So I'd say you probably have to come down 10 feet. So you're still 10 feet up, but now you can you have a line of sight. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's fine. And what, what did you say the to hit was? 19. Oh, yes. You hit her. And that'll be 9 damage. And then a 14 on that dagger throw. Holy moly. Uh, you hit her square in the back of the spine, and she lets out a piercing scream that uh, that hurts your ears slightly, and then she falls into a giant heap and uh, breathes no more. So we will fall out of initiative. Congratulations for toppling the CEO of a major corporation. <laughs> Do we fall out of initiative? Because, well, I mean, children are delicious, and so are cookies. <laughs> You're her friend, but she can't... It's a concentration spell, so she's oh. going to have trouble concentrating now that she's dead. Okay. Wait, I can <laughs> I can cast Spare the Dying on her, if we want to stay friends. Save Hal, I, I, as she falls unconscious, and then I, I'm like, wait, wait, uh... <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I was very certain that you should save her a few seconds ago, but now I don't know. <laughs> as, as soon as I hear save her, I start, uh, okay, Jade, I mean, I suppose, if you really want. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you can stop me any time. I just shake my head confused. Uh, I'm getting mixed messages here. Should I be uh, stabilizing her or no? Claudio. <laughs> I just shoot another arrow at her. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. I, all right. I'm, I'll take that as a no. Cloud, could check your targets, please. That was awfully close. I, I assume that we're supposed to be returning these robes unharmed. <laughs> and the children. Oh, yeah, them too. Oh, the children. That's right. <laughs> not food. They are not food. No, yes. <laughs> Go ahead and I walk towards the unconscious forms. A little bit confused look on my face. You recognize one of them as Nuvolandro. Uh, the other two are unfamiliar, but they're in the same shape. Um, they, they're breathing, but they're, they're unconscious. Okay. All right. Question. To the, my fellow players. Hey, we're the only people who know that the CEO is dead. Uh, anybody have, like, illusion magic? Want to be here for a few seconds? Uh, let me think. Uh, if someone's decent at impressions, I can cast darkness in here if we give me an hour. All right, let's do it. 
Yeah, I suppose uh, DM permitting, we'll take a short rest in here and then dismantle the company from within. Yes, you certainly, uh, you can definitely take a short rest. The dismantling, um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too bad we don't have wing here. They can imitate voices. Wouldn't that be nice? So in that short rest, right. uh, the three unconscious bodies um, do come to, and uh, they're confused because they, they see you three, and uh, Sinclair is, I assume, is darkness, has it already been cast, or does it take a while to cast? Oh, I I can't cast it until I do a short rest. I'm, I'm out of slots. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. Well, then they wake up and they can see you, and they're like, uh, who are you? And then they look over, and they see a giant dead Lamia, and like, oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. We're not going to be food. Hooray! <laughs> your, uh, your dad sent us. My dad? But I was so crappy to him. Uh, I guess he cares about me after all. No, he no, he doesn't, no, no, <laughs> no. So he doesn't care about me? That's why you guys are here? Because he doesn't care about me? No, he, he cares about you a lot, all right? He, he cares about you a lot in his own weird way. So much so that he was willing to put his standing within the uh, Brotherhood in jeopardy. You know about that? I, I will flash the pin and, you know, do the whole, you know, handshake. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you're one of us. Thank you. Usually, I thought... You're not here to kill me, then? You didn't hear it from us, but certain individuals within the Brotherhood were hoping to save as many as possible rather than do the final uh, silencing of anyone who was turned because they know that you guys would never willingly do anything to harm the community. It was Dad, wasn't it? I'm not at liberty to say, but when I interacted with him... He did say he loved you very much, and he wants to see you again soon. Nuvalandra just starts weeping. Just he's so, so he's so moved that he's he's so sorry. I'm Dad. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have betrayed you. And um, is there anything else you'd like to do after said uh, conversation, Jade or Cloud? I mean, we got to impersonate the Lamia and shut this all down, right? Or well, yeah. Keep it going. The way I Rick see it, the profits, we have two options. Give the employees clothes. <laughs> uh, eat all the cookies. <laughs> what are we doing? Sinclair, the player, really wishes you hadn't planted that idea in his head. <laughs> because Sinclair, the character, holy crap, all the gold. <laughs> that might be enough to get out. <laughs> Run this cookie and oh, you can buy your soul back. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. Well... Okay, oh. so here, here's the thing. When you shut down a company, sometimes you sell it to another company, right? For money? But you make it sound like that's better. You could sell it to the Sea Scouts. They could get their competition out of the way and get drugs off the street. Be the only cookie business in town again. I like the idea. Uh, Okay, so considering the time, do we want to wrap up this episode in a little bow tie and then, you know, over the next week or so, we can all discuss how we actually tackle this in detail in chat. Yeah, we, we uh, cinematically close the door on us in her office. 
Yes. <laughs> and then we just kind of hand wave next time each respective character shows up like, huh? oh, yeah, you know, we we tell you about it. But, you know, that was kind of a closed door deal. <laughs> it's a crazy lawsuit if I talk about it. And then, like, mysteriously, the Sea Scouts are running the factory, but everybody has clothes now and they're making, like, normal cookies. Yeah, it- you know, instead of being chained to the mixers, you know, they're actually singing songs and jolly and not creepy smiles like actual like, yeah, I actually kind of like this job. There's like snap cuts of us calling each employee in one at a time for their chat with the boss. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode of Undercover Boss, the fire breathing kittens. <laughs> we like knock each one out and tie them up, listener, and then hand them over to the authorities slash the Brotherhood of Woe. Um, so are we... Would you like to hear an epilogue, or I'm not sure what's appropriate here? <laughs> it's up to you, DM. I think we have a plan. Yeah. Call in employees one at a time, jump them, tie them up, and repeat. I think that is a fantastic idea. Um, so after this is done, <laughs> after you've decided to take over the... Man, this is some serious, seriously cutthroat business takeover stuff. It was a hostile takeover. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you, you managed to reunite Nuvolandro and his father. And because of this, he's able to, he actually decides to leave the Brotherhood of Woe because he realizes that his oath was rotten and that organization couldn't do what you guys did. And so he's going to start a new organization, uh, centered around basically saving and redemption um, for people who need it, inspired by you. Uh, additionally, you did not find the copies of the recipe of the cookies, so they're still floating out around. And uh, one was at the bakery, and one is in this place that you're at, but the only person who knew that was the now-dead Lamia. <laughs> and so... Of course, G- GB Grimdar knows it because he has to do the recipes. But So now they're somewhere in the world. And um, yeah, I think you took care of everything else. So congratulations, team, <laughs> on your new business enterprise, Dreams Unlimited Limited. <laughs> Honestly, not the way I thought it would go. I told you. Yeah. Yes, you were absolutely right. <laughs> Lots of uh, lying from the paladin. I mean, this is this is incredible. Can I lie? I just break my oath. Am I an oath breaker? I gotta read some paladin rules, guys. I, well, right? What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the rules of your oath. Also, can the other brotherhood that he created be called the Brotherhood of Bro? Totally. Instead of of woe. Hey, absolutely. You you've <laughs> spoken it into existence. Let's go. That's all I wanted. All right, let's wrap it up. We're out of here now. <laughs> I checked my oaths. I didn't break any of them. <laughs> it's law, loyalty, courage, responsibility. You certainly showed those things. <laughs> but hostile takeover is totally fine. Apparently, that is allowed. <laughs> you got to pick the right oath. Yeah. There's no white collar crime in the tenets of the crown. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's good. You picked the right, uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. I hope you had a great time. Uh, It sounds like we did. And uh, joining us today were Cloud. I have no idea how we got into this final bit of this mess. Sinclair. 
All of you have a wonderful day. I know I have now that I'm a board member of Dull, a friend of Bob, and a subcontractor to uh, Bo. And Jade. <laughs> uh, achieving dreams for good, not evil. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. After the sale of the bakery from Dreams Unlimited Limited to the Sea Scouts and cashing in the proceeds of 1.5 million gold pieces, uh, Sinclair finally has enough to buy back his soul from Bonaventura and is visited by Bonaventura that evening in a dream. Well, Sinclair, I hear from your rimp that you have some news for me. Uh, that's absolutely right, boss. Uh, while this has been a very interesting professional experience, I'd like to buy my soul back and get out of this while I still can. Truly, I will say I am surprised to hear that. That is quite a surprise, given how poorly you have been doing in getting new recruits to our business partnership. Uh, how in the world did you get such money, and how much money are we talking I will have you know I'm very proud of the non-fishy tokens, all right? That was a big hit at the museum. But I came into a considerable amount of capital after there was a hostile acquisition of a local bakery. The bakery just happens to span most of the continent. How does the tune of one and a half million gold pieces sound for one soul? <laughs> million gold? Are you mad? I barely spent that much getting your soul in the first place. I didn't dream you would ever give me such a return on an investment, Sinclair. I have certainly underestimated you. Well, I'm not mad. I'm simply desperate. The ring has been very handy in hiding the appearance, but I just can't shake that horrible feeling that Something worse is going to come if I stay in this deal, and I've seen what's been happening to Wing. Yes, he is also on the uh, bottom rung of the ladder, if you will. But Sinclair, oh my, are you sure you don't want to continue this partnership? This is very, very great news, uh, great news for me. And I suppose, um, not that... Uh, you are pitiful per se, because you've definitely proven your worth, but I don't need a pitiful soul when I could have 1.5 million gold. Ah, imagine the yacht I can buy for that. It, it would be a very nice yacht, uh, but I suppose my eternal soul might have a little more value for me, because if this is the kind of physical suffering I'm enduring just on the mortal plane, I can only imagine the... Fun for you, not so fun for me times that lay ahead of me, should I not get out of this. Well, I appreciate how uh, little business acumen you have, and how you're willing to give me this sweetheart deal. I will graciously accept uh, 1.5 million gold for your soul. Consider this deal concluded. And uh, the next time you see me, if you do happen to see me, um, I will be on the largest yacht you've ever seen. Even larger than the SS Not My Daddy's Yacht. That was a very impressive ship, sir. 
Compared to the yacht I'm going to get, that will look like a toy boat in a bathtub. No, no, no. No backsies, no backsies. I am committed to this. Enjoy your yacht, sir. And if I don't see you again, it'll be too soon. The feeling is mutual, Sinclair. And please tell Wing to hurry up with those recruits if you don't mind. I'm losing my patience with him. But as for you, my good man, it was a pleasure doing business with you. And uh, enjoy your soul. So is uh, this a, a handshake deal? Like, we clasp hands, you take back your ring, I get back my immortal soul? Well, I suppose I can uh, remove your signature from this book, as seeing as how that is how we entered in the, into this agreement. I was hoping you might forget about that detail, but uh, here we are. And then Bonaventura <laughs> produces the book, which you had signed previously. He rips out the page and then engulfs it in flame as he just makes it appear with his hand. Consider the contract now null and void. I will take the money. You may have your soul, and I wish you a good day. I wish you a miserable hell? I don't... <laughs> That's cute. With 1.5 million, I will be anything but miserable. All right. Well, don't lick... The uh, extra planar door hits you on the way out. Well, I appreciate your your sentiment, but um, I think it's about time I blow this dream. Uh, thank you again, and uh, when you awaken, you will be the proud, I guess, owner, re-owner? I don't know what the word is there. You'll have your soul back. Just enjoy. Well, uh, thank you. As Bonaventura leaves the dreamscape of Sinclair's own making, another voice breaks through. Ah, Sindarin, you're back. Uh, I thought we'd never see you again. What? V what? What? What is going on? I, I remember seeing a book, and then fire. Oh, you're back with me. Us, I should say. You know, after uh. The deal with Haros, we were getting a bit worried. And who are you? Oh, I'm Claire. You know, Sindora and Claire, Sinclair. Two peas in a pod, or two souls in a half-elf, I suppose. We got work to do. Thought we lost you. But now you're back on the right path. And Sinclair does not know what to make of this revelation. They knew that there was always something off about them. But now they realize that they are the vessel for two. The Art of Being a Mum is the podcast where we hear from mothers who are artists and creators sharing their joys and issues around trying to be a mother and continue to make art. Regular topics include mum guilt, identity, the day-to-day -day juggle, mental health, the pros and cons and everything in between. Mothers from all kinds of art backgrounds and from all around the world. Episodes out each Friday. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hello there. Are you sitting there in your car, stuck in traffic, bored out of your mind, looking for something to do, or looking for something to listen to? Well, I'm Mike, and I host the Intercore Podcast. We cover all sorts of topics. We talk about our daily lives, our jobs. We talk about all sorts of topics ranging from movies, comics, sports, video games. I mean, you name it, we got it. We're a bunch of chaotic idiots. If you guys want to come follow us, we are the Intercore Podcast on all major streaming platforms.
If you're a fan of movies that are true stories, I've got a new podcast recommendation for you. It's called Based on a True Story, and it is the podcast that compares Hollywood with history. You'll learn from historians, authors, TV and film consultants, and sometimes even the real people the movies are based on as they separate fact from fiction in your favorite movies. Hear how much of the gangster movie Donnie Brasco happened from the real Donnie Brasco himself. Listen to the real history behind Downton Abbey from Lady Carnarvon. Laugh along with the real guys that the comedy movie Tag was based on. Get some extra stories from the production set from the historical consultant on the movie The Alamo. Those are just a few examples. So when you're ready to learn how much of your favorite movie really happened, subscribe to Based on a True Story in your podcast app of choice or find it at basedonatruestorypodcast.com. Once again, that's basedonatruestorypodcast.com.